I can do that. That's Raise your right hand and say, I swear on the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking Roman. Well, say I swear on the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm not fucking Roman. Okay. I, I really think that uh, that was a confession that she's fucking him. <laughs> How? You mentioned the charity. Well, hey, I start. that charity, Jesus, just uh, where's that in? What? Hey, I'm starting a foundation. That means that she's screwing the guy. No, no, no. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, but she's mentioned him a hundred times before. So why is this the announcement? Because okay, a charity. When you go into a charity with one person, that's almost like making a baby. Um, Robin, the thirty-four, I think, should go up to forty-four on the narcissistic chart. Because I can't exactly remember what Howard said, and she goes, "Oh, thank God for people like that," and she was completely referring to herself. <laughs> John Hine, big wrap-up show yesterday. I heard Robin on the wrap-up show with her Guatemala Fifteen Foundation. I, you know what? I'm resenting the Fifteen Foundation. Why I feel, are you resenting it? I don't know. It's too much Fifteen Foundation on the air. Everyone's afraid of you around here, from what I can tell. Because oh, people are like, it. I go, so don't give any money, and they go. Oh, no, I better give money. The bigger issue here, even beyond today, is that Robin's Charity's totally taken over the office. Whether it's on air, where she's slipping in charity stuff into the news, whether it's Sal and Richard, whether it's me looking up contacts, whether it's her uh, assistant that's just dropped in the middle of the office when no one knows who she is, if she's in and out of Tim's office. It is, uh, there's more charity work going on here now than radio work. What's the big deal? <laughs> well, the big deal took up an hour on the wrap-up well, show. You know what? I said I didn't want to get into this conversation. Goodbye, Jason. Well, Jason, I don't say. I, I do. I think I, I put I my... I said I don't want to have this conversation. She's upset. Okay. We're going to talk to you about it. You know what? I, I, I just have to respectfully quit this job. Right. Because I'm just a torturer to everyone here. I'm a miserable cunt who doesn't even say good morning, apparently. And what are we supposed to be talking about? You're getting... You're, listen, he I'm wants done. more from I'm you. I'm done. You're not I'm done. done. You wouldn't I'm leave. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we were having a great time. It was a good evening. Yeah. And then I got something some bad information happened. that really rocked me. And it just... I could guess what it is, but I'm not gonna. I think I probably figured it out. Really? So, uh, yeah. Somebody betray you? It felt like a betrayal. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy a guitar, get the lessons, get it to get a tutor, and you know, and they're gonna teach me. I think she went into this stupid marathon, being able to run. Like let's say six miles comfortably, or reasonably and comfortable, and more and joyfully thought, when she thought she got <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She thought Brendan Saul Dick was in the was in the uh, uh, ascendancy, uh, but now when you, we know that finish line is nothing but a bunch of fucking bagels, it's not as appealing, is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean we know she wasn't. I mean, we're going to get to it, but just the way she finished and yeah. the way she acted about it, you, the fanfare that would have went on if she still thought fucking Brendan was a prospect. <laughs> if she thought it was on the table. Way yeah. different. Oh, big time. Then well, the payoff, there's we no got. payoff. Like, like not successfully for, not running the marathon? Eyes. No, of course not. So the marathon was just going to be... It was just one of those things where it was completely ill-advised. She would have been better off running something else or doing just anything else for charity. My theory is that she thought the marathon finishing was going to be like high school prom for her. (laughs) 
like it was the, like it was the culmination <laughs> Pretty and epic. you know you're going to get laid on prom night like it's going to be it's going to be the you know coronation of this relationship is mm-hmm. i am running this for you baby and like I did this and they were going to have a big party for her. Brendan was going to be there. It was going to be like, you know, pretty in pink, uh, the ending. You're going to hear yeah. Wendy. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. I really believe that she thought that this is that's the perfect coda. This is the perfect triumphant, you know, you'd hear that music while she's running. It's 16 candles, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and it just wasn't. No, it wasn't. She was, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I said, she bit off way more than she could chew, and didn't get to chew what she really wanted to. Uh, except for now, it's you know friendlies and whatever the fuck. What, and what's that I, famous '80s director who directed all John those Hughes? Movies? John yeah, Hughes. John. It, it was going to be a John Hughes ending for Robin. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And instead, and it, it was Carrie. Yeah, pre Curly Sue guys. We're not talking about we're not talking about Home Alone shit. Uh, some uh, stop it at about let's say some kind of wonderful and leave it right anything before that. God, I um, love Curly Sue. You're a douche. So I didn't, you know, I was even, I even, I was completely like, I didn't do anything. I didn't plan anything for the, for Halloween. I was like, oh my God, it's Halloween no. and I'm do- doing absolutely nothing. You could have broken your arm during Halloween. Who knows? Well, yeah, get into one of those stupid costumes, not be able to see, fall over and, right. you know, hurt something. You put on some heels and next thing you know, you you know, <laughs> you got a bone spur. That's right. No, you got what? it. You're, you're sequestered. Absolutely. You're in shutdown mode. Shutdown mode. Have you ever seen, I mean, have you ever gotten into a, into a Halloween costume and thought, you know what? I might get injured. It's <laughs> weird. When no. is the marathon? This coming Sunday. It's the last, ah, last, this is it. This is the this countdown is week. No, oh, good for you. How many miles you got to run this week? I'm going to do just two, three mile runs. Two, three mile runs. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah. What? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that. Does she know a marathon is considerably more than that? <laughs> Isn't the New York marathon like 25 miles? It's a proper marathon. It's whatever, 42K or whatever it is in, I don't know, in miles, 26 miles, I guess. Do you think I bothered something. to learn metrics? I know, I know. This is where we need Raven. Raven's got all the numbers. She's... I still think it's so hilarious that American schools teach the metric conversion, but then they just forget it the second it's over. I mean, mo- unless yeah. you're in healthcare. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, just when you get to so Europe, bizarre. how many miles to Dresden? Oh, I don't know. Let me get my calculator out. Fillmore and I can't communicate measurements <laughs> or temperatures. Look I'm, look, I'm about 100 centimeters away. I'll be there soon. <laughs> how many milliliters do you need? Fucking undertaking. I saw Beth go through it and I know what you're going through. I don't know how the hell you're doing it, especially with a job and especially just kind of like all the I see on TV every minute. What was this uh, CW11 uh, appearance? Um, I was on their morning show to promote the fact that I'm raising money and having a dinner and female host. Did you hear what she said about you before you came on? No. Wow. She was like really kissing up to you and like really nice things. So she, really... she did say that she, you know, like I was a role model to well, her. Uh, she said it before. You... <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh. She came out and I was just like, wow, that's really nice. I, you know. I might go on there just to get a, a good a good <laughs> dose of that. You want somebody to say these things about you? Wiggy's thirsty. Yeah, no, it was oh, really God. nice. I was really, yeah. really pleased <laughs> for you. Uh, here.
<laughs> Wiggy's like an audible Instagram model thirst trap. He's so pathetic. Perfect. Perf- could not put it better myself. Here you. This is what happened before you came on that interview show. Okay. I know you're really excited about this interview oh, yeah. coming up. Robin Quiris from the Howard Stern Show is here, and she's here live, and she's talking about. Well, she's running the New York City Marathon, amongst uh, other things, and she's also got an initiative out there that's really close to her heart, and uh, it's the Family Cook Productions, and. Uh, <laughs> Close to her heart, yeah, you know, we got an email and you know, it's like a lot of negotiations and stuff. Yeah, Close to I'm her just, heart. I'm just sequestered in my house. So I'm not really. I'm gonna do a couple of uh, 40, 40 meter runs, and I'm gonna get my, you know, get my. The energy level is palpable. Yeah, it's just like a lot. Like they were just like, when are we gonna run a marathon in San Diego? It's like a lot of emails. I might, I might be, I, I might be repeating myself, but it's like you're in the middle of a Super Bowl, and at halftime, the coach takes you into the dressing room and goes, changing room, and he goes. All right, guys, uh, just go out there and do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, have, I have a very, I'm so, uh, you guys are doing great. All right. Keep Get at em. it. <laughs> They're there for the taking, guys. Hold on. Hands, hands in the middle. Hands, hands in the middle. Let's go. Exactly. If Jeff the Drunk gave a halftime speech, it would probably sound a lot like Robin's victory speech. The Sylvia Center. So we're going to be talking about that, how she's basically making a, a food bill of rights of, of sorts. You know, it's interesting. That's cool. But what I love is you're a little bit of Tim Rights. I'm sorry. Did Veggie Tales suddenly become. <laughs> did Veggie Tales suddenly become. Congress members, like, what is happening here? <laughs> Poor choice of words. By her, and that you do not find a person that Suki is intimidating. No, because uh, you know, you know, being in this in this in this genre, yeah. there's not a lot of people that you look up right. to. And what I uh, love about Robin is that she is who she is. She's a force to be reckoned with. She's a trailblazer. She's smart, funny. Can I go on and on and kiss her butt a little bit more? Hopefully, I will be able to. So I'm looking forward to that interview. And don't you- oh, nice, huh? Wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. 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 She said it was CW. CW. Was this Food Bill of Rights? Now that I'm thinking about this, wasn't this something that Sussy was doing? Like, wasn't this something that Sussy was trying to promote? Like, he was promoting sustainable this, crops, uh, like what is it, sustainable farming techniques and sort healthy of healthy eating? Try, try, and, yeah, 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 and more, you know, grown and farming it shit. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, that was I can't something remember. He, I, I yeah. do remember he was doing stuff like this and promoting it. And he was going to Brooklyn and he was promoting shops that were having healthier food choices and um, organic mm-hmm. organic with and key. vegan mm-hmm. things. And then this person, Robin, just comes in. swoop. She made fun of Sussy. And now she's fucking promoting a food well, bill of rights. Well, let's get let's get the or- let's get the order straight. She did this and then. The following year is Sussy leaving the show and her, her not really supporting it when she should have been completely behind it. And that's why he made reference to it. Like he right. left afterwards. And so she should have been all for it, but she didn't want to go against Howard because she knew it was going to be one of those fu- so long farewell. Fuck you, buddy. From him. But now she wants a food bill of rights. Right. Of course. OK. Yeah. OK. Right. All right. She was just she was a- she was on top of that. So, so long as we got that squared away. 
Oh, yeah. So now we get into the next clip, guys, and it is called Marathon Finished. It's from uh, November 8th. So literally a week later, she's already done it. And now and we got the pictures. I'll provide them uh, on, oh, the, uh, on the in the video, etc. Here we go. Uh, by the way, I'm proud of you, Robin, showing Thank your face you. after losing the New York City Marathon. You're here and you're not I embarrassed. I lost the New York City yeah, Marathon. I, I tuned in and there was a, a white woman and two black women, none of which were you, And in you the didn't lead. see me. No, and I'm like, oh, what an embarrassment. Yeah, I lost by a large margin. Yeah, you were way behind them. <laughs> what a nice what way to open. What oh, God, what a- he loves it. He loves it. I mean, oh it's him God. joking, but you know what it means. It's like it's all about how can I fuck with her a little bit here. Could you imagine um, if she opened it when Beth ran the marathon like that? Oh God, I saw that Beth came in like last place, you know, and well, <laughs> uh, it, I saw that I saw who won the marathon, and it was two white women, and none of them were Beth. <laughs> <laughs> So there was a so we're going to go into it now. This is part of the controversy that a lot of people never really. Uh, I mean, there's uh, there's clear evidence. There's a photo which we're going to provide where she finishes the marathon. It says six six oh nine, and the reason why there's a discrepancy in the in what you see in the picture and it's six oh nine is what the go time into, he gave. Go us. into the exposition of what the controversy was. Okay, so essentially. Uh, when when they well she's so far back in the pack so they start her when she actually crosses her time officially starts when she crosses the start line because it's so you know people start running like ten minutes before they get to the start line that's how many people are in the marathon mm-hmm. so it says here what we know and the question was did she f- actually finish the marathon I believe well she did cross the finish line there's f- photographic proof of it but, but it says is, here what, but tell tell them what you think or what oh, the listeners think right okay so the problem was. There's a couple things, and this is what I found on a website uh, called WCQJ.com, and it's still up there. You can look. Uh, Did Robin finish the New York City Marathon? It says, what we know, the transmitter. Robin says her transmitter wasn't working. The transmitter shows her clocking in at the same times as her trainer and finishing at 6.09. Their numbers are exact with the exception of two checkpoints, which they are off by one second each, which that's that's not a big discrepancy. Uh, it would seem improbable that they cross exactly the same times, but not impossible since we're dealing with seconds, not milliseconds. However, how are their trans- transmitter times for her at all, uh, at all if hers was malfunctioning? It's possible it malfunctioned at some point or was maybe not working sometimes. I mean, that tech that happens sometimes, but in 2010, it should never happen. Really. I wonder if you compare this to other people's stories of their Mm. transmitters malfunctioning, because if it's mostly not happening, then this seems very sus. Those well, the, those things. Those I've I've had to wear them. They you put them on your shoe the same way you used to put a pedometer back before the. It you would know, be like the, an uh, Apple Watch. Yeah, I guess pretty much. Yeah, same same premise basically. And mine showed up. Uh, for, it was fine. It was it, I got the time is exactly the way it was supposed to be. And this would have been ten years earlier when I ran. So it says here one runner posted here that you can call them and ask them to have your partner slash trainer's time show up as the same as yours. But then what's with the disparity on those two instances where the times were indeed off by a second? Again, not a big deal to me. Um, uh, but because your gait, like your 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 pace, like one stretch, one uh, what do you call yeah. it? one length would be between two persons. One guy's taller, the trainer's taller. His difference is going to be he crosses one leg first, and her second leg comes back. That's the second difference. I agree. Um, 
So then again, I was in the thread as people were tracking her through the race, so it was clearly working then. Are we to believe it broke at the beginning, they spotted the mistake, and got organizers to tie their times together from the beginning? That's that's interesting. So, okay. But if it was broken from the beginning... That's right. Well, it wasn't. Like there, there were times, but here's the thing. It says if she merely affixed the transmitter to her trainer from the beginning in anticipation of bowing out early, which I'm certain happened, then the trainer was certainly tried to sell the lie as their time slowed down to a crawl by the last 10 or so miles. It makes more sense that they were together and had to ease it down because she was having trouble finishing, doesn't it? Yes, that's what yeah. I believe. Yeah, so my, my, whole concept, my whole belief is she, she overshot it because if you look at her times, and I did – research them i'll get them up next time next sorry as soon as i can she did like two really good 5ks and then completely bottomed out she hit the wall she went too fast actually then she stopped off somewhere got a fucking bagel which i've asked runners would you ever get a goddamn bagel the heaviest thing you it's like eating mortar on a fucking marathon no way i asked i asked um a friend of mine who's a marathon runner. She lives in New York City. She just ran the New York City Marathon. She's mm-hmm. um, she's a doctor, actually, and she was running it for cancer. Um, okay. Her foundation that she has for in name of her grandfather who passed away and a couple mm-hmm. members of her family. And mm-hmm. she said, there is no way you're stopping off for a bagel in the middle of this. No, there's no up. way. You'd she said, up. there's just... Not it, not a chance that that is a thought in any runner's head when right. they're running a marathon. Well, no, you would well, literally not, not a serious runner. Absolutely, go ahead. It's just bad practice and not the type of energy you would consume during this. That's right, and that's what I got from about three or four different people who ran different lengths of marathons, like a half marathon, you know, quarter marathon. <laughs> You know, whatever. Unless, they also, unless you're a manic depressive liar. Well, who yeah. Exactly. Wanted a fucking bagel and wanted to stop running. Well, she wanted food. And I bet you 10 bucks there was more ham on there than there was <laughs> in the. Uh, oh, you think it's like a cheese egg and. Oh, fuck. Some, you kidding? It was like a BLT fucking bagel, like heavy on the beat. Some locks. Well, who knows? But either way, to stop and do that, number one, the time it takes you to make it and eat it and then sit down. The other thing is when you the lactic acid buildup, if you're running for 10K and you stop all of a sudden, you will be in shit shape. You have to wind down. You have to stretch like you can't even believe it. And then what I think she did once that happened with the trainer, she they decided like they they, you know, they waited for her to get her fucking food in her. And then they took a cab parallel with the route. Like some, as, as best they could. And she mm-hmm. had money so she could be in a cab all day if she wanted to. They got off somewhere around, uh, you know, maybe 100, maybe 500 or 1,000 yards from the finish. Yep. And then she jogged the rest of the way. I agree. That's what yeah. I think happened. Because right. the other thing, too, is even if you watch my friend running, because the, the, you, Robin looked nowhere near what a marathon runner who is in better shape than Robin, may I add, Mm -hmm. she looked like, you know, oh my God, like this was one of the hardest things you've ever done. And Robin went to parties. 
Um, well, here's, let's see, they're going to talk about it on the show. So maybe I shouldn't look up the times, but this is the second part. It says the finish line. Oh, sorry. Uh, the race. Some are questioning whether she ran it at all, but there's clear photo and video proof of her at various stages. That photo proof attends, appears to end at mile 16, where she meets Marianne and tells Lisa G she is quote dead. Despite her expensive trainer, she's loaded up like a pack mule with a shitload of gear, including a hat, glasses, jacket, or some shit wrapped around her Ra waist. Oh, that was another weird facet the jacket yes. wrapped around the waist i was like yeah. what the hell is this like right what you go what it, you go lean in a marathon you don't want any extra weight on you no especially that i just it would be bizarre uncomfortable um i and i'm sure you didn't train like that so you like to you know stick to exactly how you ran when you were training did you run mm. with a fucking jacket around your waist the whole and time when you were training and if you were training, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, apparently not that much when the whole Brendan betrayal, bigger little B happened. <laughs> so the next part acknowledges leaving multiple times for bagels, which is odd because she has been training for this run. And the gel, quote, used by professionals never failed her before. Questions raised over whether this would be wise to keep expending extra energy to veer off course, as well as the issue of starting and stopping. Her trainer explains this by saying that either psychologically or physiologically, her body required actual food. Bullshit. Shit. She might have Bullshit. been hungry as fuck. That was that was comfort food. She just needed something substantial because she wasn't eating. I, or she was eating the wrong things yes. when the Brendan Murphy betrayal slid downhill and she started eating bad. So mm -hmm. in pattern with her bad eating, which I'm sure happened because that's oh, yes. what Robin does when bad things happen to Robin, you know, some people don't eat. Some people stay in bed. Some people, you <laughs> Some know, people drink eat a way lot. Too much. Yeah. Robin eats fucking food. That is yeah. how she deals with bad information and bad things that happen in her life. So my mm -hmm. guess is she went completely off the food rails, cut down her training because even Howard said you mm -hmm. stopped running. You stopped running as much. You have less energy, or you yep. have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Or you have more energy because you're not running as much. So That's she, right. I'm positive, started bad eating again, not mm -hmm. following the diet that the trainer told her to. Absolutely. And he's like, just get this fucking bitch a bagel. Yeah. Well, if she had to stop, and so it's very, it's it's also the other the other thing I was thinking, she could easily, if it didn't malfunction, she could easily tell the trainer, look, just jog lightly until wherever, and I will meet you at such and such a place. And we will cross the finish line together. And it's interesting that she picked a bagel because yeah. the way she was promoting food and health, it was all raw vegetables. Yes. Um, green drink and mm -hmm. this organic sort of, you know, really healthy food. Mm -hmm. She goes for a bagel. That yes. is like totally the opposite of Everything she'd been promoting in this time period. Mm -hmm. So, well, yes, psychologically, maybe she did need a bagel because she's fucking crazy. Yes. It says your runners also report that there are food and beverage stations with bananas and other items for consumption. Banana, you get something light. Bananas make sense because the yeah. the vitamins, the you know, that yeah. you you would eat that because they Potassium. also say when you're hungover, you eat a banana. Everybody yes, absolutely. Yep. 
and then cranberry juice, banana, and aspirin, and the, and and electrolytes basically. So Powerade, I've, I've Gatorade, up that, lots of bananas. <laughs> well, there you go. So that these things that would not weigh you down, you would certainly not be running with a fucking bagel in your the gullet. Potassium. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then it goes in here. It continues. The finish line. A team of six people with Howard TV as well as mainstream media somehow missed her. A minority woman <laughs> who would stand out more than most of the white bread runners. There are pictures of all celebrities except Robin. However, one could argue that she is somewhat disguised with all her gear and she is hardly a major celebrity and didn't have any clear logos. Jared from Subway had a black shirt with a Subway logo across her chest, his chest, along with a team of people with him with the same outfit. Easily spotted. Robin did have a 15 on her shirt. However, signifying the 15 Foundation charity she was running for. It um, is odd that, you know, the, her 15, mm -hmm. um, when she was running, don't you think if it was like... So important. The, if Brendan was still involved, it would be 15 Foundation giant soul fire yeah. here everywhere. Oh, yeah. Sure. And it might right? still have been. Who knows? I doubt it. I'm sure she no. saw that symbol and probably fucking pissed on it. And, 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 and he is right. A team of six people... Right. Somehow missed her, a minority woman. It would be like missing Venus and Serena at Wimbledon. Okay, I mean, so it goes. So it goes here. <laughs> continues. Runners have said that the photo is the crowning achievement of finishing, but Mrs. Thirty Four, Miss Thirty Four, seems completely uninterested in memorializing the special moment with any sort of celebratory photo. Absolutely. If she finished it. it legit, there's she would have been. She would have gone on about it for years. We know this about her personality because Robin likes being honored, as we've yes. discussed throughout oh, this yes. entire saga, which, by the way, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. So we, <laughs> we know Robin would have relished in this moment. She would have oh, had yeah. photo after photo. She might have even made a goddamn speech or had some sort of news people. <laughs> she would have been waiting for her. In this, in this, these photos. Yeah, it would have been ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. If she really had the crowning achievement that she so said. Yes. But she acted as if, you know, it was, a, she treated it almost like the book signing that she mm -hmm. ran away from and was late for. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, and yeah. the things that Robin doesn't want to talk about are because it's something Robin fucked up, did wrong. Yes. Yeah. Or she could, yeah, shortcuts basically. So in this case, I think, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue on her, on her behalf, but she, because she's the one that should be telling you not this, not me, that because of the whole Brendan thing, she didn't want to actually remember, she didn't want to have anything to do with the marathon to begin with. So talking about it would just remind her of I didn't get the dick. And that's why she wanted it expunged from her memory. So she did have to show up to this after party with the medal. But I guarantee if she really did run a full marathon, and I mean ran or jogged it at least, she'd be dead. She would not be dressing up for a fucking celebratory anything. You'd be going for food. You'd be like getting a salt, like a Epsom salt bath, something. You would be impossible. It'd be, be impossible to move. You'd be dead. Um, you, and so I've seen, yeah. like I said, my friend who ran the you're dead. You're yes. dead. You finish, you almost collapse. Your, yes. you know, your adrenal is up because you're excited. People are mm -hmm. happy for you. You hug them, and then you go home and you recuperate. Oh, you big don't time. go to a 
party. Oh, of course not. Lisa G was there to meet her, was on Facebook talking about it, but then went silent. One runner said here that it is possible her transmitter was covered or obstructed, but she said she finished at the same time as her trainer, so the pictures will show them. In the photo, you see her. I think maybe you see the trainer, but either way, she says no one was around them, but the finish times appear to show a dozen people finishing within the same minute of her, not exactly isolated. Photos will be posted of those who finished either of our trainer or those of others who finished in the same time frame that would seemingly answer this question easily. Post-race, has her phone on her when Ganji calls, advises she is on her way home. <laughs> Keep going. Leaves without even looking for the people who were there for her, although this could be explained by being disoriented, tired, or sick. Okay, fine. Goes to an after party, is photographed right. with her medal. See, so, so, have, so that's what that's where... Yeah. That's where you have this juxtaposition of these two statements. Leaves without even looking for the people who were there for her. Though this could be explained by being disoriented, tired, or sick. Okay, fine. But then goes to an after party and is photographed with her medal right away. Those two things can't happen. That's right. Either disoriented, tired, and sick, or you're ready for an after party. Both can't be true. Right. It says here. Not fucking be true. It says here, some have posted that everyone gets a medal prior to the race. Is this actually true? I don't fucking believe it. I should have asked the Roadrunners Association, but I forgot to. Because I thought it would be nonsensical. Why would you get a medal for something you didn't actually complete? I don't believe that's true. No way. It says she reports that she went back home and had Chinese food. <laughs> oh, so continuing on with her bagel diet. Exactly. The, the good, morning the after. Good food. The morning after, literally the morning after, is able to come into work seemingly in good spirits, does not complain about being weary or sore. No discussion of anyone having observed her limping around the office. Impossible. Impossible. Some runners have commented here that even after half marathons, they felt like they've been hit by a train. In fact, she is photographed wearing boots that hardly appear appear comfortable. She says she looks. Yeah, go ahead. Feel more. Yeah. One time. Jake and I decided we were going to do this really long walk. And it's mostly in this area where I live. I live in a rural area, but the road goes uphill, like up and downhill. So we were going to go inclines. Yeah. Up and down. And some of them are very steep. We're going to go the whole length and it takes a while and it's a lot and whatever. The next day I was so fucking sore. I was so uncomfortable. I was hobbling around. It was ridiculous how sore I felt. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that somebody who says she's not fit just walked up and went to work in good spirits in fucking high-heeled boots. Right. I barely could bend down to tie a sneaker I was the same. I did. I walked several times. I've walked the equivalent of a marathon across the city. And when I got back home, at one point I was dehydrated and I actually started tensing. I didn't realize how bad it was. So I actually locked my legs and could not move them. My wife was my wife was really nuts. So she gave me, I don't know, two, three liters of um, Gatorade. And uh-huh. slowly I got better and better. But I that and I was hydrating myself like crazy. I was not being lax about that, but I needed more than I thought because it was like summer. Stupid of me. And I couldn't move for two a full yeah. twenty-four hours afterwards, I was in bed. So what do you think about when you hear this statement? Like do, do to me, it's like the bullshit meter is out of control. Like my head is about to explode. 
Well, it says here, she says she'd like to move on during the discussion of the race, appears not to express interest or enthusiasm in it because she knows she didn't actually run a full fucking marathon or even walk yeah. it. And nobody likes when they know that they're lying. Yes. To keep, I mean, you can come up with a fraud or a lie if you want, but nobody wants to discuss it much like. And we see this with a lot of celebrities. I mean, take Hilaria Baldwin, for example. We, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't really want to discuss. Oh, I don't really want to talk about when. It would be a lot for me to tell you the timeline that I was in Spain in my childhood. Would it, Hilaria? Would it? You're full of shit. Well, I mean, I, I just found there was an old notification. Uh, I can't remember. It was on her Twitter. And I, if I take the time, I can find it. But she goes on about she makes a tweet about uh, people giving her shit about it. And then well, the again, haters going to hate something like that. But this should be the magnum opus of this entire 15 foundation. Like I said, sure. like a John Hughes movie climate. Yeah, especially should, at the end of the it's, it's at the end of the year or near the end of the year. This, this crowning be, achievement. This should be the Rocky Adrian. Yeah, I did it. Exactly. You know, like this should be that moment. But instead, mm-hmm. it's I don't want to talk about it. Well, what? And, and, and then it says no Twitter messages, no Twitter messages since Saturday, not even to pat herself on the back or thank supporters. Random Twitter people ganging up on her, demanding an apology, but no response. Exactly. So that and that in itself is another thing, because we know back then Robin on Twitter was promoting the fuck out of her charity nonsense oh, yeah. and her oh, yeah. health grift and her. Oh, fuck yeah. And, you know, fomenting all these platitudes of what you should be doing with your body um, it, and your health. Un, and, unfucking bearable unfucking bearable so happened what how come you didn't win well i never planned to win this I is my first marathon i i think they've done it a little bit more and oh. it's a profession for them all right so in other words you're gonna win the san francisco one i love <laughs> Did you beat the Chilean miner? I don't know. Nobody ever gives his time. I saw a couple I don't of stories he did. about him. I what was his time? I think you it know? was like 540. Oh, so he uh, creeped in just before me. Five. I, I have a question. Now that I'm thinking about this. So if her her tracker, which started, but then supposedly malfunctioned, what... I, I want to look up what this tracker is. We should do that because I want to see well, what it lit- what, okay, what okay. is there. What? How can you turn it off? Because well, there had to have off. been. It's automatic. Okay. Well, it's then sensor. how did how did she get it to stop? She didn't get it to stop. She uh, literally, I believe, took her her thing. Oh, she she became stat- static. Like she just. I, I think she took hers and put it on her trainer's foot. So he had both of them. Or he had put it on his tra- her trainer's other foot. Because usually they, so, t- they put it into the laces. So then how did it malfunction if he was using both? I don't know. They could have fucking burnt it. They could have b- destroyed it for all we know. I mean, they could have no, just crushed then it. Didn't it. Because then didn't it pop back up her time? Well, her time packed up. So, the, so, I'm, so I'm saying the most likely scenario is he put it on his body. Oh, okay. But so then how did it malfunction though? But if it that? did but if but if it did malfunction after a certain point, what they would simply do is use her trainer's time. Right, but then didn't it malfunction and then start working again, right? No, I don't I don't believe so. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. just a photograph evidence. 
It's photographic evidence. And then and this she's going to go into the clip and say, I don't think we'll have a chance to, to get into it now, but she is going to say that – Oh, uh, there were people there. The Roadrunners Association could tell you when I finished. And my my trainer was there. Just ask him. No one asks the trainer. No. I guarantee you, privately, she went to him and said, look, let's drop this. I did not do this. And he wouldn't tell anybody because he knows she would be so pissed with him. She He revealed she fucked off on the marathon. Okay. So she – did she have to give the tracker back? I'm sure. Well, typically what happens is the tracker. Yeah, that's usually what happens. You you give them the tracker. They already have the times based on the little checkpoints and they keep it because they'll use it again in another race with somebody. Those they're like recycle those things. Right. So yeah, they, they throw another battery in it or whatever. So she really. Wow. Scammed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's embarrassed about. 40 he did i think you know yeah well he didn't have to take a a, he didn't meander off the course to go find a bagel you had to get a bagel i these goos and gels do nothing for me that's what everybody uses for fuel and everybody had me all loaded up with all these gels and i was dying i was like i need like real carbs i need bread i need well, if you wanted oh. real carbs, you you would again. You would not put. It's not like you put a fucking slice. You put a Cliff Bar. Like eat yeah. a Cliff Bar. Eat a eat some sort of kind yeah. bar. Energy bar, something, anything, but not not a fucking bagel. Jesus, why not have a cinder block in your fucking stomach at that point? That's the. You whole... You know what? There have a nice dollar menu at McDonald's. Why not pop <laughs> off there? <laughs> have a couple junior burgers something oh. and i had to <laughs> chris left a whopper leave to go find a bagel so why why didn't you set up ahead of time somebody to hand off to you because they were telling me these gels were going to get me through well but didn't you do your 22 mile run and know whether yeah, and i always would get a pretzel that's how i would keep running oh, oh okay oh my lord you got a pr- First of okay, all, first, first of all, he said 22 mile run. She never ran a 22 mile run. There's no way she would have bragged about that in practice. Yeah. Not only that, but the a New York City Marathon isn't 22 miles. It's longer. Yeah. Yeah. And a pretzel, a trainer with salt would never say, oh, yeah, you know what you need right now is a pretzel. Yeah. Bread. Well, she would have thrown up. Well, Most let's people go to, I let's know. Let's go to Annie's in the mall. Why don't you just get a pretzel and a lemonade? Yeah, and and yeah, <laughs> some, some Fanta. That's good. Why don't you get some nacho cheese with that blobbin? Do they still sell uh, Crush in the states? Of course. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Orange, Orange Crush Fanta used to be one of my go-to's. I love that stuff back as a kid. When the the fountain drinks, like over at Seven Eleven, big. Oh gulps. God, I liked. Um, I was a great pop fan i love great pop unbelievable stuff and uh i believed my uh my advisors yeah the the minor did but she knew better (laughs) that's my favorite part i decided they said gels are what you need but i go i know and i know what my body needs bread yeah i need cats you know things that they sell in a stadium yeah exactly at (laughs) halftime Fucking <laughs> dirty water dog. Come on, get oh. your pretzel. It's <laughs> awful. I have to stop a couple times. He has bad knees. Yeah, they- I needed a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Where's stopped. Dominic Barbara when we need him? I stopped and got a kebab. 
<laughs> it's that Zeke running down her face. Yeah, bad feet, bad girl. <laughs> With fries in it, which should be. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then they had to, uh, they, I don't know, he was somewhere where he had to stop for a while. Yeah, he had like sores on his feet or something, I think. Well, he can move then, can't he? Well, I'll tell you something. Blisters, you fucking idiot. Sores. Like, like, his, like his skin was eaten into the sores. <laughs> the gangrene. Yeah, he developed it on the walk. On the walk. <laughs> the JD. That is so ridiculous. I mean, hey, good for the guy being trapped in a mine and getting out. And good for the guy, you know, practicing six miles a day. But as you know, practicing six miles a day. Doesn't get you ready for a marathon. No. You know what? Well, why were drop. you why were you training that way then? Yeah. Robin? Jesus Christ. You so just, he must know. She, she just said right before that. I ran yeah, two three mile a, races. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now she said, you know that's not how you train for this. Well, uh, then what were you doing? Yeah. Lady. Absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dead. Which would have been really a bummer. If the guy finally escapes from a mine, he comes to and New York City. And then you put him through this grueling thing, yeah. and he dies. It was actually irresponsible for him to run. I mean, you can't run six miles a day and then expect to be in a marathon. Underground, no less. Yeah. I mean, unless you're... <laughs> well, the mine guy was more successful. <laughs> a guy trapped in a mine... <laughs> he must have been running with a hoagie in his backpack. <laughs> That's how he made it. A fucking stinger. Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> All you runners with those gels and fucking sports drinks and electrolytes. Fuck you. F fucking chicken wings and blue cheese. <laughs> Christ. Gary, I think Gary Puppet at the time. <laughs> Has a couple photoshops of Robin with like I don't know, I, unbelievably racist, but KFC like in her hand while she's running. Oh, Gary Puppet being offensive, color me surprised. <laughs> but either way, I mean, yes, it's it 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 could be like friendlies, like more accurate. You know what always astounds me about Gary Puppet? And okay. I love it. Somehow he's the most offensive person, and he always manages to come back with a new account. Oh yes, he's it's like, like a it's, maverick. He's like anonymous, re reinventing himself on new accounts just constantly. It's like, oh, oh, look, Gary Puppet's back. He's keeping burner phones in business, guys. No sustenance. No, I mean he was crazy to undertake that, but he did well. I beat Al Roker. Did you? Did you beat Al Roker? <laughs> what a feat! What is his time? Yeah. Nine hours. Nine <laughs> hours. I forget. Somebody told me. What? What did they wheel him? <laughs> what was your time? If it was nine hours, then Al Roker must have taken a nap for three hours during the race and then continued because even walking, it shouldn't be like that. Well, at least Al Roker had his times and yeah. did it honestly. Oh, yeah. 609. 609. He was three hours after you? <laughs> and I went to get a bagel. Did he I train? You didn't train. I saw him running in the park. You I did? don't know what kind of training he did. I only saw him once. I saw him running in the park once. And I don't But I don't if, know any, but if he walked. See, you see what she said? She just goes, I left the course. Mm -hmm. So normally, like when runners during this have to do something, 
they don't leave the course. No, they just there's stands on the side. There's things that you can get. There's people holding out cups. There's tons of things that you can sustain the race because they're all available on the course. Why do you why? (laughs) Why did you leave the course? Why are you leaving the course? Did you ever see the DVD? It's like the little rascals. Did you you see? (laughs) <laughs> the, the DVD of The Godfather with the deleted scenes where Clemenza's going with Polly, where they have to go, I don't know, they're just going to find the mat. They're going to the mattresses. They got to find some places. So at one point in the deleted scene, he makes Polly drive to a restaurant, leaves Polly in the car, goes into the restaurant to sit down and have a meal. Oh. <laughs> and Polly's waiting there. <laughs> he puts the nap, nap, nap tablecloth over his, not tablecloth, na- a handkerchief over his, uh, his, you know, his shirt, and then proceeds to be served this massive fucking pasta meal. That's what Robin was pretty much like in this case. She w- literally left the course, got off her feet, which would have been murder for me. I don't know that I would have continued I, if I'd done that myself. Uh, again, leave the course. Yeah, it, there's a mental issue as well. When you leave, you're giving up essentially. Leave the course, guys. Yeah. Leave the course. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the marathon leaves the course. Unless they're like they're in, they've injured themselves, obviously, you know. Or if they need something, like I said, there are so many stop off points during this where you could get something for <laughs> she yourself. Was she looking for a I'm sorry, house? it's not Tim Hortons, you fucking <laughs> wacko. <laughs> Give me Boston cream. <laughs> what the fuck? Crispy cream. Hey, oh, fucking hell. Could probably go faster than nine hours. I mean, wait a second. It's 26 miles. Let's say the average walk. Oh, it was uh, seven hours, nine minutes for seven, oh, seven, seven hours. hours. Oh. Okay, somebody told I forgot. <laughs> nine. Oh, that's a little better. Nine hours. I'm like, <laughs> holy smokes. I, I'm pretty sure. He, okay, so he didn't. So Raul Roker was seven hours, not nine. Jesus. Okay, I mean, well, at least he did it. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't see must... Al Roker dropping off the track. No, I mean he he would have been like shuffling. Like I've seen seniors do jogging, like ninety year olds do jogging, and I'm amazed they're walking, let alone jogging, and they do this little shuffle. And you're like, good on you, God bless yeah, you. Let alone Al Roker was. Let's remember, like almost four hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. He and then no... he did. He had the lap band surgery and has kept it off ever since. So good on Al Roker. Yeah. And I don't see, you know, I don't see him. Uh, not talking about this. Imagine him going on the Today Show and saying, I don't really want to talk about this. What? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christ, one, one of my favorite teachers wrote, ran the Boston Marathon and every class I ever, everybody who took his class heard the story from him. So he was very proud of being in his upper 40s, like high 40s and late 40s rather, and, and finishing it. bombed? No, he said, he said, no, he said he was, it took him about 36 hours to really recover. But I, I he met- did it. I, I was just oh yeah Austin Bond sorry whoops sorry guys I was I was <laughs> I made an inappropriate terrorist joke and Fillmore <laughs> let that fly right over his head which is probably for the best let's continue <laughs> okay here we go guys to stop not only had a bagel but then he, he had, had a meal <laughs> he went he went had a couple of drinks <laughs> no seven hours okay I mean seven hours is still kind of did he walk the whole way or was he running? I don't know. I never hmm. saw him. Hmm. I just know that he was <laughs> sure. coming in after me. You know what, though? There's a couple of 
funny things. First of all, Ganji was supposed to film me running across the finish line. Yeah, but you're not a stripper. Why would he pay attention to that? <laughs> well, obviously. Tell me it's a disaster and I'll believe you. Because <laughs> well, that was the thing. I was like. Okay. I'm going to let see, this one play out a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're, setting this up, they're setting this up in a way. Oh, well, you're not a stripper. Why would he? So they're already setting this up for being Ganji's fault for not paying attention. Meanwhile, we have documented history and you and I have covered how attentive Ganji is to Robin. Mm -hmm. He waits mm -hmm. for her outside her house. Oh, yeah. Even if she's late, he yep. stays with her. He does whatever she needs when it comes to filming aspects of whatever project or endeavor that has to do with the show that Robin asks of him. Ganji is no fucking slouch when it comes to doing his job ever. Yep. So yep. for me, when you set this up in this way, it's disingenuous and it's a fucking lie that you're smearing Ganji as it's his fault. Yes. He claims in the wrap-up show, he'll say he was they were about 100 yards from the finish line in terms of view. Now, 100 yards is – and even if you have sort of crappy eyesight, shouldn't someone in your team be able to spot her? Oh, at least. I mean – you're, Unless she's in a pack of people that all stumbling over each other, which is not going to happen at that point. But it didn't happen because remember Robin said that she mostly finished alone or there yeah. wasn't a lot. Yeah. So it would have been easily identifiable. Yes, I think so. And unless they literally thought, okay, she gave up or they, you know, but they, she said they waited, they waited and waited and waited in hours and they didn't see her. And when she did cross, I know it was one of those things. I'm certain it's one of those things where she literally took, she had an idea where they might be and went as quick as she could, like in that state away from where they should be to get away from them. I totally think she it was purposeful. She ditched like, you know, when you skip school, you know exactly what route to take where the hall monitors aren't going to be. And mm -hmm. you go through that door. You're not going to be seen. You're trying right. on purpose mm -hmm. to go a different route that you yes. know you're not going to be visible. Right. And even if they did get her, she, they didn't necessarily get it. She was going to make it so that they wouldn't get a chance to actually talk to her afterwards. Why would she be looking for them? Yeah, Absolutely. Because she knew they would be there. She knew somebody from Howard TV would be there for sure. Or somebody for her, except yes. for not Brendan. No, certainly not. Here we go. If you were naked, he would have gotten it. <laughs> he says he had six people <clears throat> trying to spot me coming across the finish line. They're tracking me the whole way because you can, you know, you can GPS it. You can you know, follow it on the Internet. And he calls me. And says, where are you? I said, I'm on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> you want to film me going into my house? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I said, what do, what do you mean? I crossed the finish line. What? I got my stuff. I'm going. They would have so, also made this a Howard TV episode. Right. So why wouldn't you alert if you know that they're waiting for you mm -hmm. at the end of the race and their and whole her purpose what a cunt. Your whole purpose was having them there. They sat there and wasted their entire day to see mm -hmm. you cross the finish line. You know this. You yep. know that this is for the show. You know this is for your charity, supposedly. You know yep. that this is for you, them. Their whole purpose of being there is to see you cross that finish line. Why wouldn't you cross it and say, 
I finished. Right. And then and just make a big like a little post interview thing, whatever. At least even sitting down if you had to. And if yeah, most people even, say, even say if they missed her crossing the finish line and said, sure, whatever. I'm sure they had camera people sitting and, you know, specking that out the whole time. But they whatever somehow didn't see her crossing the finish line. Fine. They were probably like, OK, well, at least we can get her in post. We can yeah. we can interview her about how she feels out of breath, how what her body feels like anything. She knows that this is their entire purpose. And I guarantee the main reason in this particular case why she didn't want to talk to them and she didn't want to see them was because they'd see that she was fine. Yeah. And you shouldn't be fine after such a marathon. There's no way. Even the guys that win that they, they did a marathon in two hours, something they're probably dead too. like they're training for it. But don't think they're not going to be in a bath full of fucking ice cubes for a while. They're going to be huffing, puffing. Oh, yeah. Groaning, moaning, dropping, sore. But yeah. you get, you know, the bagel queen. Look at I went home. <laughs> That you know, the family guy dad running across that, the finish line. That whore for a fucking camera and that whore for attention would leave a way to get away from cameras and stuff. Uh, yeah, I guarantee she didn't finish it properly. She didn't do what she was supposed to do. Guarantee it. I, if she did, she would have not only wanted Howard TV there to interview her. She would be jumping in front of any camera. Any, oh, yeah. New York Post, you know, whatever. Yeah. Waiting to talk to celebrities they did it with P Diddy or anyone. They they have a they have a list of the celebrities that are running the marathon and Entertainment Tonight, E Entertain like you know E exclamation point. They're all mm -hmm. sitting there at that marathon because they want those interviews. Going home. Wow. And he says we had six people <clears throat> trying to spot you, and you know I was running with my coach Josh, and I said you know what. There weren't a ton of people crossing the finish line when we crossed the finish line. Justin, yeah, it was me and you. And they couldn't find me. Oh, please. I remember when Beth ran it. I, I was there with my daughter, and you see her, and then we went, we were all, we could see. You see. And everybody was relying on Ganji because, you know, CNN wanted to. Inter yeah, no. Yeah, way. so see, see. So not only was it not Ganji spotting her, it was everybody. It was the six people that he brought. CNN? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because they're so bad at spotting people. They only go to war. <laughs> they only go to war. <laughs> war um, correspondence. <laughs> yeah. They don't see anything. Yeah. They're Interview really bad after. at that. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to miss the... Uh, <laughs> This whale crossing the line. Fuck. With the jacket tied around her waist. Yeah, they're going to miss you. With a fucking, like, tutu. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's, I mean, here's the thing. Again, it, it was one of those things where, like, I would be proud as fuck. Even if I had a shitty time at a marathon and I finished it, I would be very proud of myself. I would be very, even if, let's say, I ran it for reasons other than, you know, self-fulfillment or whatever. I wanted to do it because I had to do it for her. She's doing it because she has to. She is obligated by the charity to do it. You cannot treat your you, – you mentioned it. You cannot treat your charity like shit because that, you are, you're, de, you're de, de, depriving them of some, you know, winner's thing, like, you know, some kind of thing saying, look, she ran. She's successful and you put it on your website. Look, she actually did it. <laughs> she wanted didn't want proof of there that she did – she walked across <laughs> there going, hey, when's the next marathon? 
Maybe they should. Maybe they should uh, get a forensic team and see if there's any sesame seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, and I was real <laughs> pop poppy seeds or sesame seeds. <laughs> sesame seed bagel. You know. Oh wow, God! I, there's um, and I, I, for the, I, the other thing, I, I don't, I don't get it because I, I hate bagels. I'll be honest, I don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> to me, they're hockey pucks. Probably a mess after. Yeah. You know, physically, it would have been good footage to have. <clears throat> See, but all of messed course, up. Ganji, oh, with his six spotters, <laughs> missed me. There were more people spotting me than was crossing the finish line when I crossed. Can you imagine if he had a real job? Like, I'm talking about, like, let's say, <laughs> you know, I, I think after I leave, I don't think this guy's going to have a job in television. <laughs> I mean, that's just my guess. I mean, what do I know? But could you imagine with a real job? Let's say he. What a fucking asshole, Jesus! Because because he is. This is what he does because yeah. he did the same thing to Sussy. Like, where mm -hmm. are you going to go? And for yep. people who aren't as mentally strong as Sussy, you will stay in this abusive, mm -hmm. uh, degradive environment. Well, the other thing is when you listen to clips like this, if you ever heard this, uh, all these interviews that these guys do, especially with that ST Weekly guy, don't know how he gets them. Um, and you play that, that guy never plays them clips. If you played a clip like this to Ganji today, what kind of reaction would you expect other than, oh, that fucking twat? I don't know, because I think it's a bit of like a Munchausen syndrome when I hear yeah. them talk about those days, because I think. It's a juxtaposition of enjoying that time in your life, yeah. but not wanting to accept that you were abused and mm -hmm. used. And I also think Howard doesn't realize how lucky he is to have these reporters that are so willing to be man on the street coverage yeah, because totally. not a lot of people are willing to put themselves into those live positions. I mean, it's mm -hmm. really difficult and, you know, news people which I wish they would do more of those segments of like just asking regular people what they think of something. Because sure. I think that's more valuable than, you know, a pundit sitting at a desk a lot of times. I'd yeah, rather hear what regular people think. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. And Howard didn't realize like how important that is. And so, yeah. you know, he really fucked up. Well, yeah, I mean, like the clips now you see on Howard TV on the channel on YouTube, it's just literally a segue into an already recorded interview. And OK, that's fine. But it, there's no intro. There's no outro. They don't have the camera guy going up to the guest afterwards. So what did you think of the interview? That kind of thing. Or go in the green room. Hey, welcome. How you doing? That was great because that most interviews didn't show you that other places. It was so cool because. A lot of times, depending on how the interview went, good, bad, and different, you you would get you still wanted to get their opinion, and you know that those people that worked for him, like a Ganji, would get it, and it was awesome. Yeah, worked for like a news organization <laughs> that needed like that. This thing. one shot. I didn't get it. I mean, the guy's a massive. <laughs> and then screw he's up. like, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm on Columbus Avenue in 72nd." He, I said, "Don't say a word. I'm not coming back and rerunning across the finish line for you." Yeah. Hey, Richard, how you doing? Good. So we were out there watching the marathon in Long Island City. We waited hours for Robin. Right. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting. We saw Jared from Subway and like screamed his name and he pointed. Okay, a little more. Pointed at us. And so we get a text from Lisa G. Right when we see Jared from Subway saying, hey, I just saw Robin here in Manhattan. 
I was like, wow, that's quick. That would have meant Robin would have ran the marathon in like three or four hours. Right. I guess maybe Lisa G just saw a black lady and assumed it was Robin. And so well, we people do. So yeah. we left and we missed Robin because because of Lisa G. Yeah, because of miscommunication. No. I was so mad. No way. No way. No, Lisa. So you're right. She skipped that part of the race mm-hmm. and then just went to the part where Lisa G was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if people lose track of you during the race, like, cause eventually basically what happens, they, she goes missing. There's a missing section there, which shouldn't be, there should be all kinds of cameras, at least stray cameras of people shooting around her, not even her, but someone else. And she gets in frame and you know how the 2010, there still would be loads of people looking at photos online. Where was she? That kind of thing. Not a thing. We can find Beth's fucking European modeling photos easier than we can find proof of Robin continuing after that mile 16. Listen, you have these people whose job and who are notoriously good at staying places for a long time just to get those moments. Yes. Like just to capture that one frame or that one interview or that one quote. I mean, these Howard TV people and Howard Stern show employees are known for doing that. They are no slouches when it comes to that at award shows or mm-hmm. at any event. They've all yeah. they've they've camped out oh, yeah. and and scouted people. I mean we've all known this about them. So you're telling me that just this one time they all collectively failed? Yeah, no way. Give me a break. Like six sets of eyeballs. Twelve eyes missed her. No way. No fucking way. And and this is what they do. This Mm -hmm. is what they're... Please. Yeah. Wow. You're kidding me. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't know what Robin looks like? (laughs) Just amazing. And she even told us what Robin was wearing. We were totally prepared. She said Robin was in pink. We were looking. Yeah, and and she thinks Robin finished in three hours? Well, she's like, according to her, yeah, it would have been like four hours or three and a half. I mean, that's crazy. When I went by, I was like, oh, you know, no Richard. You know, We were there. So then the first thing you're doing, if you know that you're looking for pink, not every Everybody's wearing pink. So all you have to do is really go, your eyes automatically like tune out every other color. And again, you know where people are when you're running. So for example, when my friend ran the marathon, she knew where her family would be. So she, she also looked out for them. Yes. So Robin would Actively. have looked out and sought the Howard TV people and the Howard Stern show employees. She would have been mm-hmm. looking for them because she knows they're looking for her. Yes. I mean, imagine if you're in, you know, a concert or a football game or whatever. And oh, yeah, let's meet up here at this time. OK, mm-hmm. I'll 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 be on a lookout for you. Mm-hmm. And then you just go to your seat without looking. Oh, I didn't see you. Yeah. You just walked by. You didn't mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. on purpose. Now, why yeah. would that be? Exactly. We were right there on Vernon Boulevard looking uh, for her. Did Lisa interview that woman? Do we have a good interview with her? Yeah, why didn't she talk to her? <laughs> Hi, Robin. I'm here. Did from... she think I just ran by her? <laughs> Hi, yes. Robin. I'm here from you Howard did. 100 News. <laughs> you sound different, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it... probably an African woman. I eat you. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> White Lady. Oh, oh, just... oh, fucking hell. So now, so now we got to go to racist tropes, and we also yeah. have to. Yeah, Lisa G thinks every black woman looks the same. You're right, yeah. Howard. Good. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Okay. So Imagine now people that's where are you're coming from. 
Yeah. Now, so everyone's a racist and stupid and can't do their job for one day, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God, we got them. Bunch of wackos. With us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I we're working for one. Meant when I was like really, I was so hyper focused because you, you know it's a weird thing. Like when Beth ran it, I was sitting and watching and watching and watching every person. Of course, I didn't want to miss her finishing. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, you, you start to look at everyone starts to look the same, and you start mm-hmm. to look. But I mean, I know my wife. Yeah, but you got. You also know the sound of the horseshoes hitting the pavement. But I digress. I don't want to. Ganges this doesn't go in the favor of her argument because yes. he's saying I'm so hyper focused and for Howard to be hyper focused and not miss something. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Cause you would think, okay, if Howard missed something, yeah, that's probable. Yeah. If he's so focused that he doesn't miss Beth, but these people all collectively missed Robin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, his mind was up his ass. Mm. It wasn't a stripper. I told you. If you were naked, you would have been. And then they all went crazy because, for some reason or other, uh, when I crossed the finish line, it didn't get registered. You have this tag on mm. your foot. Yeah, we were looking you up on the GPS, and, yeah. and their site was like overloaded, so yeah. we couldn't track you. Yeah, so they got Josh going across the finish line, but somehow they missed me. <laughs> okay. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. So, the, like I said, even if, whether there's so there's two tra- two trains of thought here, or a few at least, she could have fixed her tracker to him, or completely fucked off with the, her tracker, dumped it in the fucking river, wherever, broke it, did whatever she wanted to, or it, or it, you know, malfunctioned on its own eventually, and and in the end, they went with his time anyway and just gave it to her. We really need to look up this tracking device because I want to mm-hmm. see the technology. So, guys, uh, we, as as an urging of S- Sam, we're going to find, we, I looked online for the tag information and godblessissue.com. They, it's a website that features like pamphlets and magazines for, uh, virtually. So you can just scroll through it the same way you would like a Kindle type of thing. And it says here, according to the 2010 pamphlet, the race will be scored using the Chrono Track timing system. You wear a timing device on your shoe that will be read by mats. The timing device called a D-tag, and I'll show you guys pictures, is attached to your race number you must remove the d tag from your race number and attach it to your shoe prior to the race following the instructions the tag is disposable it will not be collected after the race that's different from when i ran a half marathon and or or, sorry 10k and they requested that you bring the thing back well i'm glad we looked up this technology well there you go so it looks basically it's like a a baggage tag almost okay all participants in this yeah. race must wear the D tag in order to have finished their recorded uh, no tag, no time. Mm-hmm. An instructional video along with written directions will be posted online and translated in seven languages. It says, one, remove the tag and directions from your race number. Two, fold along perforation, wear D tag from directions. Three, sorry, tear, cre- tear D tag from directions. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Three, crease D tag along fold lines. Four, slide D-tag under single lace cross face down. Um, it's uh, five, remove paper tag marked black area. Six, overlap and align clip holes forming a loop. Press firmly to adhere. So it kind of looks like when you get a bracelet from a concert. 
or, like, or uh, from the hospital. Yeah, it does. It looks like a hospital ID bracelet. Uh, yeah. Seven, attach D-tag clip-through hole and snap together. Eight, rotate yep. D-tag so the number is facing up and the black marking is facing down. Race results will include your net finish time from the moment you cross the starting line. Used to establish order of finish. Split times 5K, 10K, 15K, 20K, half marathon, 25K, 30K, 35K, and 40 plus. Every mile beginning at eight. Okay, mm-hmm. go back one second. Yep. Can you go back to that uh, next that page before? Okay. Official photographs and DVDs. Um, bathroom will be. Sorry. Or I'm bright, sorry. Bright, bright room. room. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's small print. Bright room small. will that's be taking. I was going to your... say, guys. That's that's why you can't. That's why she's making some mistakes here. It's really small, uh, and she's reading it. Yeah, very small, and I don't have my reading glasses on. Brightroom will be taking your picture and capturing video footage before, during, and after the marathon. For identification purposes, please keep your race number in clear view starting November 10th. Okay, so she must have, must have mm-hmm. fucked with this. D-tag. Yeah, she yeah. must have fucked up with this D-tag. And it's clearly, you know... Like it looks like a hospital bracelet, so it's easy to fuck with. So you it's could, not the technology; could, it's easily fuckable. Yeah, you could rip this off. You could tear it off if you had scissors. You could go to a restaurant, ask them for a knife, and cut it off. The D tag is a little piece of plastic that has the tracker in it. It's an orange piece of plastic, and it's supposed to. You're supposed to loop some laces through it, or uh, or it some seems card, like it like says inside the shoe, and then and it goes between the laces as well. Uh, the pictures you can see, obviously, and a couple of loops and you're good to go. And it's lightweight. You're not going to feel it. It's not going to impair, impair your um, your gait. Nothing. OK, so I was trying to look up things about this D tag to see if you could disconnect it or if anybody has tried to do this. And I stumbled on this article written by Matthew Kitchen on Runner's World. And mm-hmm. it's from 2017. It says nine things you didn't know could get you dis could get you DQ disqualified. Mm-hmm. Rule number one, keep your hands to yourself. Obviously. Two, don't sneak into a different wave, color, or corral. Um, it says there are sometimes more than 50,000 other people running, so organizers tend to be very strict. If everyone did what they wanted, it would be a mess. So stay put or you could be disqualified. Don't hop a brigade or improperly enter a corral. The last thing officials want to deal with is people jumping fences or injuring themselves before the race starts. Okay. Okay. Don't help injured runners or carry them across the finish line. Don't refuse aid or direction from medical personnel. Don't receive any assistance whatsoever from almost anyone. A -hmm. coach could be a great asset during training, but once you enter the corral, you're on your own. You're not allowed to get outside help or instruction, including getting paced by someone not officially in the race or having anyone convey advice, information, or direct or indirect help to you by any means. Okay. And by corral, I'm sure by corral, I'm certain they mean that the course basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do pretty much anything with your bib other than wear it. Uh, Don't be underage. Okay. Don't urinate in public or expose yourself. Duh. Don't swear at, berate, or offend anyone on the course. Mm -hmm. And 
Also, please don't wear headphones, masks, or camelbacks. Don't hold hands while crossing the finish line. Don't use a selfie stick or drones. Keep your hands to yourself <laughs> and follow the course and have a good race. Okay. So it's interesting because she went to get a bagel. Mm-hmm. So, Which would imply she had to get off the course because they're not going to sell bagels. They're not going to offer bagels as those foodstuffs on the side of the race. That should get you disqualified. Yes, absolutely. So how was she able to get past it? I presume um, her she was disqualified <laughs> and they literally used her trainer's time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's that has, that's the only possible answer, uh, because as it is like and the, the bibs, by the way, what they mentioned, the bibs replaced the uh, D tag thing because that what Sam was reading was from right. the most 2017. recent 2017. Yes, the, the bibs, bibs have the tags inside them. Yep, that I should have said that beforehand. I apologize. Robin, where's Robin? Like Josh would have left me, <laughs> you know, like so if Josh crossed the finish line, I must have crossed the finish line. They just well, couldn't you figure that out. Kanji just announced it's his 20th anniversary with the show. <laughs> 20 years of incompetence. 20 years that he doesn't know. He can't find you. He's still screwing yeah, up. With six spotters. Those uh, are some spotters, well, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like we ran across in thousands of people or uh, 20 people. No. Well, that just totally negated the point. 20 years of incompetence of Ganji. Okay, whatever, fine. That's a lie. But then you just said, but six other people. So you want us to believe that six other people are also as equally as incompetent as how you're portraying Ganji? I don't think so. No fucking way. No way, Ganji. It was me and Josh. You know, fire all six of the spotters and... <laughs> well, that's really? what I said. If you had six people looking for, because there was more spotters than people crossing the finish line, mm. and they still couldn't see me. Did you stop to go to the bathroom too? No. You're kidding. I, 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 I don't. I, I don't do that. <laughs> You're like I a camel. Mm. Yeah, it I just don't doesn't. Pee. I just need bagels. <laughs> Bother me. We were at a bar Did and you one... shit your pants. No, one woman. A woman threw up in front. of did she keep going? No, she was in the midst of, you know, she was yeah. just ahead of us. We were entering, entering the park at 90th, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're, she just erupted. <laughs> like, oh, my God, and that's I'm it. doing better than her. Party over. <laughs> People slip on it? Okay, let's keep going. No, she was, I'm telling you, we didn't stay there. We saw her throwing up. And then, you know, we continue to run because it's like, yeah. we're not stopping for anything now. So great. And wouldn't it be like a great, uh, hey, Lisa, wouldn't, wouldn't it be a great, like, like Three Stooges kind of bit? Like the woman throws <laughs> and up and everyone falls. And slipping. Well, there were some people like. Lisa, how do you blow, like, like, how do you think Robin. Is someone else. Yeah. I mean, how does that all go down? All right. I got a tech. Okay. Yeah. It's a Monty Python episode when somebody throws up at a marathon it's a it's yeah. a mon it's the monty Jack, python movie. Or, or it's a nickelodeon <laughs> award show it's yeah. like mark summers sliding all over the place <laughs> getting slime idiot yeah <laughs> fucking loser what is he talking about yeah from richard and Kristen at 1 16 p.m okay nothing yet still in the lookout still don't see her don't think we missed her because there's five of us watching Right. Then at one seventeen, I got I texted. We just saw her. She looks great and happy, but hurting a little. So they missed her. We got her. Okay. So you. This was after I said hello to you. 
This was right before you said hello to me. Oh, okay. They were still looking for you. Okay. What time did you? Okay, a little more, guys. Finish. How could four she be? Something? How could Robin be in Manhattan at one yeah, seventeen? If she a, finished at four, how could she be in Manhattan? Are you trying? This That's a huge indicator that she didn't finish, because marathoners' time means a lot to them, and mm -hmm. so especially if it's your first one, you are going to know your time. That's like mm -hmm. not knowing your SAT score yeah. to get into college or something. That's like not yeah. knowing, you know. What did you get? What was your grade point average this semester? You mm -hmm. know, you fucking know because it matters to you. Unless what she's doing is nothing's really a big deal. I don't really know my time, you know. And so also what I think happened, Lisa just said, no, they you saw us after them. Mm -hmm. So they mm -hmm. must have missed you. No, she dipped off and then came back mm -hmm. and probably interacted somewhere with Lisa just mm -hmm. to kind of get her ducks in a row for where yeah. she was just to get yeah. some somebody to say that they saw her, you know? Yeah. I was, uh, I was just chatting with somebody about it because they were looking forward to the end of this. And I explained it. I go based on your not having heard these episodes, cause we haven't released them yet. This last installment or last two installments rather. And they said, what do you think happened? And I said, and they, and they go, there's just no way she finished the marathon. She would have been bragging about it for a decade. And she would have been wearing that like she wears her batwing dress or like she wear those, uh, wears those awful wigs. She, it just, it's just impossible for a person like that to not keep going on about it the way Howard goes on about private parts. So even though it was, in a, a, you know, it was a major movie, Hollywood movie, but it wasn't a success. It doesn't matter to him. In his, his mind, may, got it made, that's successful. In her right. mind, she ran a slow marathon. Doesn't matter. Finished the marathon. She, Finished. To her, to under to undersell the accomplishment would imply she cheated. She feels bad about it. That's exactly right. Because even with things that she she felt like she was accomplishing, let's take for example the fifteen foundation. Mm -hmm. She knows every figure that she made in donations to, yeah. you know, you, she could tell you, we, oh, we raised this amount of money. We raised that amount of money for this. So mm -hmm. you're telling me that you can remember how much money you raised for something, but you can't tell me the time you finished your first New York City marathon, even though you've been training for this for months well, she knows the time that she finished, but and she she says it and they they get it. But the thing was, and I'm certain at that time, they don't I don't know what the marathon does now in terms of marking each whatever segment, but most runners will have their, you know, whatever stopwatch on their wrist or did these days it's all smart. So they would just go, Okay, as soon as I get to mile such and such, give me a beep so I know when I hit it and the time. And they'll just give the little log their 5k runs or how long it took to reach you know 10 or halfway or whatever she they would have had probably signs saying this is how far you've gone and then you just look at your watch and you figure it out yourself mathematically she didn't give a fuck she got to we said it before she over she burnt herself out too quickly and and there's nothing wrong with that like it's a rookie mistake i would say if that was the case I'll tell you when she would be super excited about running this is if there was, like we said, the dick at the end of the rainbow. If mm -hmm. she had at that finish line, the arms of Brendan Murphy to collapse into, <laughs> oh, she would have been, she would have been huffing like, right. you know, Rocky in Russia. 
Yeah, she would have been happy to fall on his dick. And uh, sure. Yeah. So either way, so so the, and and hence the discrepancy why they couldn't fucking find her. She didn't want to be found. So this is at mile yeah. sixteen. Yeah. And this is when I got the text. Oh. They were still looking for her. Well, and she had just run by me. At mile sixteen. We found she was, her. She she at one seventeen. She was at mile sixteen. Yeah, a little bit before. Mm-hmm. That's not at possible. At one ten. How is it that is. possible to be in Manhattan? That's where it ends. <laughs> And, and mile 16 is the first avenue and 66th street we found her there at the finish you line you have the, to go to the bronx uh, right yeah yeah. Yeah. And yeah at the finish so you line. don't understand the route okay let's gonna let this play out a little bit more oh yeah they don't, oh. Understand, they don't understand uh. the route they don't understand the route even though they're the ones that have been surveying all day yeah, yeah. it's them yeah <laughs> uh. Uh, I didn't understand the route. Yeah, because I thought once you get into Manhattan, no, you're, you're almost over. right there. All right, I, I so apologize. Lisa, you, you owe her an apology. I'm sorry, Lisa. As we all do. Wow. We thought he was just drinking pumping mimosas, so we kept texting me. I didn't know what was going on, but it was so exciting seeing Robin, and we were all there cheering. Did we Robin got the firefighters that, cheering for her. Did, she looked amazing. Did Robin have that big belt? With the whole her things. <laughs> okay. First, <laughs> first thing. First thing I wanted to ask you, um, the uh, the God they're just talking about. Do you think that she in advance called Howard and said, "Look, I don't want it out there. I didn't really finish. The, I didn't really complete the marathon." Or do you think she's just going to allow them to think what they will and keep it inside? Yeah, the latter. I think that she did not tell him that. Yeah. No way would her pride allow that. And yes. um, I also just based on if she did give that information, mm-hmm. he would be a lot more protective of this conversation. Yeah, You think he wouldn't even allow it to go this long? Now, he is, of course, leaning on the side of you're stupid, Richard. You don't know the yeah. route. These people, Ganji, this, you, fucked you up. know, but that's normal for him to do to them and degrade them in any situation when it comes sure. to them versus Robin. So. Right. It doesn't matter if it was a marathon or some stupid cooking thing or whatever the fuck she's doing. They would always be wrong. She would always be right. So take that with a grain of salt. But I do think it's interesting how he is saying you could tell he didn't she didn't tell him because he does add these pot shots at her. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, did you wear that belt and the thing? You know, like (laughs) he, he is he is kind of giving her a little shit. Yeah, the same way Which she it, might do the same if, if it was him and he fucked off and she knew the difference. So he he probably has an inkling that, well, he must have an inkling. She's there and she's uh, she's not like in pain, racks of pain. So he doesn't believe she ran it either. Well, have you ever noticed when Robin and Howard separately accomplish something on their yeah. own, not together? Okay. Right. They have a tendency to knock each other down a few pegs, whether it be Howard on um going on like a late night show and Robin has to sort of needle him about a few things on an appearance or a yeah. premiere. Right. Something. It's, it's subtle though. It's not it's not overtly. It's not, yeah. Yeah. But because well, we listen so much, we pick up on this. Well, yeah, totally. And the other thing is, well, because something basically with the bitching about them fucking up is really padding. I think it's partly to protect her. Um, because he knows inherently there's something amiss 
And but he'll allow the wrap up show to talk about it. And people say, well, you know, uh, like the Robin is wrong thing. He'll entertain that to a point, but not enough to the point where she's going to walk off the show again. Because six months earlier, she had already done that with Lisa G because she got pissed off. He, he thought she could take X amount, but she couldn't clearly. And he had no way of knowing that. Except normally he would like he did that one was a little odd. I don't think he counted on her walking away when Scott came in and Lisa did that news report. I think that took Howard by surprise, actually, because he thought, okay, she'll take a little ball busting, but I know how far to go. Well, because I don't think he he factored in her emotional devastation on the Brendan Murphy thing. And I also I don't I think that Howard, like you just said, will he will easily use the people in the room as the scapegoats versus don't give me the blowback, whether it be why is this assistant in the office right. uh, selling charity tickets for $250 a pop or more. You know, right. he let it go on for so long. And then when he finally says something, he still does this mea culpa of, but you're doing a good thing. Yep. Well, Even though I'm going to have everybody collectively challenge you in the room. Right. I call it the velvet needle. It feels good in your hands until it fucking stabs you. And it's still but like still feels great. But once it hits you, boom, you feel it. And um, it with her again, they, they kind of know how far they can go with each other. Uh, and they kind of tiptoe on the line and they put one foot over the line. They go, look at me. I'm almost over it. And they never quite cross it most of the time. And it's only recently now with chemo brain Robin where she said things and blurted things out. You know, like like Kayla and I said in that more, more most recent Patreon episode, you know, um, you know, uh, what, what's Beth going to do when he dies? She's going to have a party, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> things like yeah. this don't uh, get unnoticed by a king baby. Think of it like what the Chevy Chase toast. You yeah. had people drip dripping out that it was bad. They were starting to puncture the holes of it. And then yeah. when Robin felt m- comfortable enough Mm-hmm. When enough people said something, mm-hmm. she went for the gullet on it. Yes, she sure. sided with it when mm-hmm. originally she didn't. So they That's both right. they have their feelers out about each other. No, it's just, well, I had a I had my uh, jacket tied around my waist, so you could, probably couldn't see my belt. You had your jacket tied around your waist? Yeah, because yes. oh, you know annoying. it's freezing out. Aerodynamically, when you're running, it's yeah. probably the worst thing you can do. Listen, I you know. Remember wearing flannels around my waist? Like that was a style. You know, you wear yeah. your jeans and your flannel around your waist. Yeah. I think about running a marathon with that on. Oof. What kind of stupidity? <laughs> You're better off putting a cape on. <laughs> I mean, wh- how, first of all, not only is it, you know, uncomfortable to run in, I oh, could yeah. imagine having something tied around your waist, you know? Oh, yeah. It's just something that you're doing to get you through so you can get rid of the jacket. That's the point, unless you're Pretty making much. a style point. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah. You don't tie anything around your waist to do something. Well, well, you, well, you could. Well, if you're walking and you're you, you, you factored into the weather being hotter than it really was, and so you didn't factor into it's being not being as hot as it was. You tie tie it around your waist because you want to hold on to it, but you don't have a bag to put it in. Okay, I get that. Yeah, but like she, if you're walking a, in a dog park or something. But she was running. Okay, it was in November. You need you need the jacket for when because it, it's going to be cold. It's November, uh, and it's New York. I get that, but. Wouldn't you have someone there to keep it on you? I mean, I don't get it. No one's going to run that thing and really feel the cold if they're really running it. 
that's a, a great point. I was just going to say, yeah. if you're if you're running all those miles or jogging or whatever. Yeah. These people are sweating to death. Have you? <laughs> I remember seeing P. Diddy run the New York City Marathon. It looked like he just came out of, you know, a, like a waterfall. It was crazy. Yeah. He was sweating was, everywhere. Like I don't sauna. think yeah. he was thinking about a jacket. Imagine hockey players with like a winter coat on. <laughs> no, right. Right. <laughs> with the mitts tied to the just sleeves so they won't lose them. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like Tom Brady. Oh, I think it, I think I might be chilly today. I'm going to throw a fucking jacket around my waist for this down. He's running down the field with a scarf around his neck flowing. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Howard scarves. You There's know, a Photoshop. It's so stupid. So she's got a belt, a, a jacket. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she looks like... Like, uh, you know, when the Von Trapp family went over the mountains, they didn't bring that much <laughs> shit with them. <laughs> there, yesterday. But once you start, you don't need the jacket. No, so I had it tied around my waist. Why don't you throw it away? Was the jacket expensive? Because I was going to need it later. Why? Oh, for going home? Yeah, it was freezing out there. You couldn't feel Let it me while see. you were Oh, there running. you are. Oh, there's the jacket. Yeah. Oh, that looks very annoying. It was annoying because it fell down and it was like a skirt. I would have thrown it away. Yeah. Oh, there you are. One sec. I'm going to test this. I'm just going to see exactly how bad it was. One moment. I'm going to look up and see. Historical. Hey, guys. Just a little break in the fire. I actually looked up the proper historical date. When we were recording, I did it incorrectly, and I gave the date for the 10th. But it was November 7th, the day of the marathon. And looking it up. At 9 a.m. or 8, 8, 7.51, that's as close as we get to 8, um, and that's the recorded temperature, it was 39 degrees Fahrenheit. So we're looking at 3 or 4 Celsius, and then by the time it got to noon, or close to noon, it was 46 Fahrenheit, which, again, uh, 46, let's see how that works out to, seven, almost 8 degrees um, chilly, absolutely, but <clears throat> not unbearable if you've been running for three hours. So she really only would have needed that jacket starting it out and give it someone. You hand it off to someone. You tell them, go over there. As soon as this gets started, you take this jacket from me. Like an idiot, she put it on herself. I think she knew she was actually going to stop at some point, so that's why she needed the jacket. She thought it was going to get stay cold, and I, I don't know. Seems a little retarded to me. So you would have been fine. Just thrown it. Those mylar things don't do much. Wait, wait a second. Are you supposed to be running and you're talking? What is that? That was like two seconds she was there. I don't care. What is it's this? It's in slow mo. What's going on? Slow mo. <laughs> Why are you? Well, I, you know, I was. Who are you, the Chilean miner? <laughs> so I, they, I wasn't there that long. This is in slow no, motion. No, yeah, she was there two seconds. Oh, you're having fun. <laughs> so she stopped, which mm -hmm. is, you don't do that. No. The interviewer will jog along with you on the side or something. Yep, absolutely. But you don't stop because if you stop, you fall. Like, well, if, even if you don't fall mentally, it's 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 uh, it's a not no -no. a good thing. Yeah, you, I you, even you, know that, you, and I hate oh, yeah. running. Oh yeah, the key the key is to keep going until you can't go anymore, and you really can't, and you're really trying to convince yourself, go, 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 keep moving, because again, the lactic acid buildup. It also depends on your uh, your pace, and uh, what kind of runner you are. But my God, it, it, the worst thing uh, last time I did a proper run, 
the hardest was, yes, of course, the last bit of it. But uh, once you see there's some kind of gains being made, you get a little bit more energy. You go, oh, man, there's only five left. And I can I can keep going. You, as long as you see you're making progress. <laughs> she blew herself out at mile 10 or 15, whatever, 16. I don't even think it was that far. I think it was a lot earlier and said, fuck it. Completely. Because... Now she's what red carpeting the. <laughs> <laughs> so Robin, Hello. what designer are you wearing? You're not supposed to be having that much fun. What you know? What Jack you said? Do you remember? No. Oh, I'm really hurting. <laughs> are you gonna auction off your bras or anything uh, like that, Robin? No, I need my bras. Now Robin's making out with someone. <laughs> That's Josh. Oh. <laughs> having sex on me. I mean. Really- Okay, so she stopped for this. She, they said it was just for two seconds. Again, why would you stop? I'm sorry. Why are we still pretending that Ro- Robin's bras and breasts are sexy? Like, <laughs> you know, Over who, the the shoulder, fu- boulder, who boulder. is buying that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jesus, they, they still do the black tits, uh, uh, David Bowie song parody to sung to the tune of fame or, or uh, let's dance rather. Sorry. And uh, every now, now and then you'll hear it. But like she's almost 70. Isn't there a time when that stuff has to stop? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're past the age of the Golden Girls. It's time to stop. <laughs> Estelle Getty is cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Oh, she stopped to talk to you. Two seconds right. and she was off. And then at the finish line, we got Jared from Subway. We got uh, Tristan and Ryan from The Bachelor, Bachelorette. But no, we couldn't find Robin. There were about five or six of us. And the New York Roadrunners is trying to help us. Right. Well, very good. You know well, what? Well, Richard saw us from the Roadrunners. I don't know where you guys were. You know what I saw that was really cool? There was a guy. With- let's get a hold of Richard and let's put it on. Let's get him some truth serum and ask him. Be honest, you guys fucking shuttled her out of there. And I wonder what she had to do to get those roadrunners to go along with this or to just not say what they knew. Mm-hmm. Like, was there not enough? You know, if it was anybody else, mm-hmm. they would say, yeah, they stopped. Mm-hmm. They they didn't complete. They somewhere, you know, threw out. They, you know, put their bracelet or whatever in the fucking Hudson mm-hmm. and, you know, popped off and let's keep in mind 10 million people in new york city and granted not all of them are in the same place at the same time and they had millions and millions of fans not in 2010 but at one point and they would have somebody out there camera phones were, were you know very much a thing even in 2010 and somebody would have taken a picture of her well that you would have had because new york city is such a mecca for the howard stern show too I mean, mm-hmm. even as much as it dipped off in popularity, there mm-hmm. were still a lot of listeners, and especially in the New York City area, because one, they live there, and two, that's kind of where everything, home. yes, for that yeah. show. Yeah, so ground zero. You would, th- you would think, knowing that like Lisa G, Richard, or people are going to be out there from the show, oh, you yeah. are going to be, you're going to see them, you're going to know, oh, Robin will run by, so we're going to stand around them. Mm-hmm. To see her too, and you're telling me not one person with a phone couldn't find her and take a picture, right? Or even during a this camera. during during There's these a... missing times. Yeah, and digital cameras were also very very commonplace at this point. So loads of people would have had a point and shoot with them, and then seen that and oh, zoom a little, and you see this grainy piece of shit shot, but there it is. And no, uh, and they would have, and also fans knowing about it, even in 2010, would have 
probably tried to get close by to see if they could get a picture of her. And paparazzi is notably known for finding celebrities at the New York City Marathon and taking mm-hmm. multiple pictures from multiple <laughs> different parts of the court. So where where are these where are these paparazzi pictures even? That's right. Where are they at mile 20? Where are they at mile fucking 17 or, you know, anywhere or before then even? Because that evidence seems to have disappeared. You'd think there'd be like a Getty image or something. Yeah, you're telling me like In Touch Magazine or the New York Post just just suddenly decided to fail at their job that they've been good at for like however many years? I mean, give yeah. me a break. Exactly. No legs, right? Yeah, he was kelp that, going he pretty was well. He was fat. What do you yeah. mean running? He had uh, those spring things on the bottom of some sticks, and he had no lower legs, and he was sprinting along. You mean he had two like artificial yeah. legs? Yeah. He ran on two artificial yeah. legs? Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. amazing. And there were people dressed up as like Superman and Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I hate that. I know, I, and the clowns. Gene Simmons. There was yeah. like, it pisses me off. They usually finish like within three hours. Oh, yeah, they were running fast. along like yeah. they're not- you, know, you know what pisses me off? They don't dress for it and they're successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. They didn't earn that look. Not wearing costumes. Yeah. They're just going. It's I saw annoying. two banana suits, like guys dressed up as big bananas. We saw a guy, and, and Josh thought something, he was running with a dog. He had a, a, a horse's head coming out of his butt. <laughs> I saw a guy in a car. <laughs> a lot of single guys. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe. I, I, saw a news, I saw a news reader in a car <laughs> a oh couple miles God. out. Benji must be rolling his eyes, even though Benji doesn't give the greatest lines. I mean, that was off the cuff, Wiggy. Yeah, totally. Robin met someone. Maybe you, you met someone. I was working. <laughs> you can't meet someone when you're working. Angie saw cute girls. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And what they do? They pass them by. And you saw a lot of cute they girls. You saw a lot of cute girls. Like Angie, we're working. Uh, yeah, some work. So some stood there and he cute girl it. was running by and he missed me. I told you. What a waste <laughs> oh, of space yeah. he is. Well, you might since you can't get a hold of the gunt, you may as well make a good use of your time. I don't blame you, Ganji. Jesus, um, I mean, this You're is your life. You're not going to see her on it. You're not going to see her anyway. She wasn't there. No. That's right. <laughs> well, congratulations. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling much better than I thought I would. <laughs> much like that uh, Bill Hicks joke about uh, the book depository in Dallas. Because uh, they've set up a museum there called the Depository Museum. Uh, he goes, and it's really accurate because Oswald's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. a good one. Okay. Do you have By the way, shirt? Yes, yes they do. You know, you could tell, and we really should pull up this um, audio, maybe at the end of this, of the difference between how Beth felt after her marathon. Mm-hmm. And how sore she was, because I specifically remember the absolute, you know, collapse of her body after that. Like she just was really racked in pain and just, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a lot. And Beth is clearly more physically fit than Robin. I wouldn't say nutritionally, but, you know, she's definitely has a better body and she's definitely an athlete because we Mm -hmm. know this from her history. Although yeah. I can't see it in her coordination. If you've ever seen her fucking walk and pose or, and dance or, or dance. Yeah. Oof. So, uh, but regardless, I think that Robin, the way she acted after the marathon being like, so aloof about this and just mm-hmm. so I'm, you know, I'm fine. I went to a party. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God. But one of 
of the funniest moments is trying to get out of the park because you had to walk up some stairs over an overpass and down some stairs mm. and the line was all backed up and I started to laugh because nobody could walk up the steps. Right. Like a bunch of old people. Yeah. Some people collapsed. People were crying. Oh boy. When they collapsed, they go, water, emergency over here. Did you cry? No. no. Everybody kept telling me how emotional it was going to be. And you no, know, I cried at the nightclub when I saw Anne-Marie with Brendan. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. I don't really get emotional for things that I fake. Yeah. All this stuff and just said, gee, she did nothing at the finish line. Right. She just crossed the finish line and that was it. All right, Lisa, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. All there right. You go. You're yeah, a nice woman, you know. Robin. No crying. Nice woman. This, uh, the, 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 I was just glad to see the finish line. I'm not kidding. So what did you do last night? Did you? Uh, we had a-, a little. Yeah. But it is weird that she says this because if you remember her whole journey about getting on this fitness you know, yeah. routine was about the emotional turmoil she went through being fat and realizing, I don't know if it's made up or not, but that she couldn't get out of the building of yeah, if she quote. was somebody stuck. Okay. And so she has this um, very viscerally emotional reaction for why she's trying to get fit and why she's doing it. Then she accomplishes her goal and it's nothing. Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it makes no, it makes zero sense if you no. believe her, take her at her word. And keep in mind, guys, this isn't like this is 2010. It's close to the, it's almost 2011. She'd been doing the health bullshit, the green drink thing since 2008. So it wasn't like an overnight thing or a six month thing like Howard would do with his chess or his journal writing and whatever bullshit grilling and cycling and all that stuff. It's something she at least has been doing semi-regularly for going on two, almost three years. And And self-promotion of it. And she really dug her heels in on this sort of new, new life. And, you know, and she believed it and invested in it. And when I say emotional about it, you know, you could see in the vigor in her voice when she spoke about everything that she was doing up until now. That's right. You're meaning the culmination of all of these years of this Meh, I just crossed the finish line. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is, guys, and I have to point this out. Uh, I have to make sure I point this out. She, um, the the level of tweets, for example, like the level of tweeting, I think I already did in the previous episode or one of the halves of these, where she kind of was even on Twitter really blasé about it. And usually, like, if you're going to brag about something, you brag about it in your own time. She had been bragging about She'd been using this the same way Beth was using Oh My Dog that year in the Letterman appearance to try to reinvent herself as, look, I can't be hired as an actress because no one wants to fucking hire me. Howard has no more clout anymore. The Buckwald Agency can't get me any gigs, and they actually don't want to pump any more money into my non-career as an actress. So why don't I just become a dog animal activist, which is what all these fucking bims do when they can't get hired for you know all my children or whatever the fuck you know they can't get their own tv show or talk show reality so let me show be whatever yeah bingo so she can't and like the idea that and it, I, again it was the thing here where she goes uh, uh howard was going oh look she turned down dancing with the stars because she thought that would be a step back but she didn't want to be famous she didn't want these parts she didn't like which is the narrative howard she didn't want to be famous right or she tried to be famous and failed and uh, the same way I didn't want to get into Harvard. <laughs> you applied to Harvard and you couldn't get in. <laughs> it, it again, it's it, that it doesn't make any sense. None no. of it. 
unless you you know you 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 rack up the failures and then do the math that way. So anyway, we're going to get when we get to the end of this, we're also going to go into the wrap up show segment where they discuss it. And it only took up like six minutes on the wrap up show. Little victory celebration right. at a place. Oh, you went somewhere? Yeah. Oh, good. So luck. I just went home and. <laughs> You know, doctored myself a little bit, took a took a bath and some Epsom salts, and then and I went for a jog. Yes, jog <laughs> to the party. And when do you start training for the San Francisco Marathon? When does that begin? Uh, we have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I get some rest. I don't even want to think about. Maybe you don't want to do it. No, no, no. I want to do it because go. I want to get. I was like, geez, I'm not strong enough yet. All right, uh, oh. Justin, you're on the air. Many. Right, that's the reason. Okay, let's hear from Justin. Maybe he has the answer. Minneapolis. Hey now. Hey now. Hey, just wanted. I'm a I'm a newer listener. I've been listening a couple of years now, and I just wanted to thank you for the couple of years I've had. Everybody says like, oh, I listen in DC or K Rock and blah 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 blah. Well, I've, I've listened to Sirius XM. I've enjoyed it. Robin, congratulations on the run. What a sad time to become a new listener. <laughs> Imagine now. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! There are people calling. Yeah, well, I mean, there's Get the still razor people. blades in your bathtub immediately. <laughs> there's still people on my channel when I post stuff like, well, um, I, I don't know, like late arty stuff. They go, when did this happen? <laughs> I, you know what? It's, it is a long time ago, buddy. I don't blame you for asking. Uh, mm -hmm. poor, little, poor little millennials. And uh, uh, I guess the only thing I really wanted was to say hi, say thanks, and see maybe if we can hear COCK in the ASS before the news today. What did you want to hear before the news? CK and the ASF. CK and the ASF. It was played last June, I think, prior to the prior to the news, and it was uh, or, or no, it was when Robin got the new G. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm getting bored. Oh, the G bras. Some oh god, song parody bullshit. Some parody that played before yep, the news. It, it, it's one of the parody songs, and uh, it was uh, already loved it, went absolutely nuts about it. Also, the flavor flavor. Thank you for the call. I don't mean to be rude, but it just was going on and on, and I don't care. <laughs> oh, but don't be rude. You don't mean to be, but exactly. I'm going to be. I'm going to be, That's exactly. Nice. And by the way, the one person I really mm. remember seeing on the on the route was Marianne from Brooklyn. Oh, she was yeah. making a lot of noise when I came over. Marianne, you were there for Robin? <laughs> Fred, what are you doing? I keep hitting the wrong pot. One, sec one second, everything's out of control. What are you doing, Fred? I keep hitting the wrong pot. Yeah. I want to bring up the crow and something else. <laughs> Good job, Fred. We know why you're still there. <laughs> yeah, keep hiding. Um, yeah. I, I do think it's weird that, like... Um, when people request for the song parodies, like, <laughs> I mean, like, and then he, then he also, you know, but okay, he wants a song parody. Fine. Weird request, but okay. These people are paying for a subscription. I don't want to be rude, but I'm going to be a fucking asshole, even though they're paying 10 bucks a month or whatever the fuck they're paying for their subscription. Yeah. I yeah. mean, fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But why? Why? Uh, Maybe why it's the time change is messing me up. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You slow down, Marianne. Now you talk. Okay. No crow, Fred. Say, Robin. It was incredible. Congratulations. Howard. She lost time because she came over to me. We were hugging and kissing and jumping up and down. And Robin Ugh. was so emotional. And you weren't you all so sweaty? She looked adorable. She had like purple tank top, her hair all done. She was like perfectly in place. All right. <laughs> she was like, okay, that's a giveaway. So you see Marianne perfectly in place when you're running a marathon? 
That's it, weird. And then you're jumping been, up and down. I'm sorry. If you're in the, if you're that stressed or whatever running, you don't have time to go off to the sidelines from Marianne from Brooklyn and jump up and down. And why are you emotional when you see Marianne from Brooklyn, but you're not emotional when you cross the finish line? Yeah, it makes zero sense. Absolutely 0.0. I mean, me the wrong way. Oh, my goodness. Maybe Thank, just you, early. Thank you, Thank you. Amazing. I mean, Marianne from Brooklyn shows up to everything. Yeah, you exactly. Wouldn't, it'd be like seeing a fucking fly. Yeah. Nobody cares. Of course right. she's there. Right. It's Wednesday. Here's Marianne everything. from Brooklyn. Exactly. She'd go. Yeah, she'd go to like the, the you know, the opening of a phone booth in Michigan if Benji was cutting the ribbon. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, yeah. like, oh, look, tan mom's here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's hold a sign up. <laughs> the one loan. <laughs> it definitely would be one of those things where people oh, are calling loser. the cops. Who's this person with the sign? Can you please do something about them? Tan mom! What's this? Occupy Toys R Us? Uh, here's the song the guy wanted. This is for you, Robin. Well, um, I really want to hear this this morning. Well, why not? The guy requested it. <laughs> From Tony Daniels. I'm coming, Robin, Dennis, and I'll come on the titties and ass. My meat up her butt, bust a nut, you know I'd lick her crack. Boom. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they're saying such vile things in like a jolly tone. You know, like yeah. a I think of like the dance moves from Wake Me Up Before You Go. Ooh. Like I'm thinking I'm picturing that move, that dance move. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the swinging arms singing right. this shit. Oh my lord. <laughs> Boy, that is good. Oh, my Lord. And they, they actually, the song parodies around, like, not, uh, by the late 2010s, like, by late 2000s, or the oddies, as they call them, they started mm-hmm. to get really obvious and really stupid, like, really beyond stupid. I think Richard, when Richard stopped doing them, and Dan the Song Parody Man stopped submitting them because he wasn't allowed, because they, they basically castigated him from the fucking show, they went to shit. What's better than... <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Barbara on the boat. <laughs> oh God, my, one of my favorites. I still oh, love man. that. You know, though, I was about to rock. You know what I think happened was that p- people would submit things, you know, regularly a lot. Yeah. And yes. I feel like there was somebody that was in charge of going through them. And mm-hmm. I think the, there just became a lack of submissions on top of on top of somebody must have not been the prime person to go over them. I think somebody was definitely had the role of going through these all the time. And I think that role kind of was like, OK, just pick seven today or like, you know, not going through every one and finding the best one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just went by bulk at that point. Yeah. Let me like see if just, I can find p- it. Like, just pick six. Whatever. Okay. Hold on. Oh, yeah. May they call the. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Cut it up, guys. <laughs> Come on, Dominic, one more. That's it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me play some of them a little more because we got to get some levity in here somehow. <laughs> I got a bad Oh, my Lord. And there's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, and then there was this one. Sorry, guys. I had to throw that in in the middle because, you know, <laughs> every now and then, you know, what the hell? Uh, oh, let's by get. Myself. <laughs> I love when they would do that shit. He's right. <laughs> Guy knows what he's talking about. Friend, you never played this one. 34 G's, got 36 double G's in her bra. All right, the double G's, see? She got it in there. And I want to stick it in her butt just like she did with her pop. Oh, my her God. Pop. That's that. That was another reason why, even when we were at the old place, I always maintained that her molestation was bullshit because no one jokes about molestation. Nobody. Nobody is sexual molestation from their parents. They just don't. Yeah, you don't see, like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's just so crazy. You don't see, like, the, the that would be, like, imagine, you know, when the Michael Jackson kids were being interviewed or something, like, later in life, and they made right. that whole documentary about leaving Neverland, and all of yeah. a sudden, the interviewer said, hey, we have a, we have a parody <laughs> about your pain. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for the Jeffrey Epstein massage parodies parody. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, I mean, you could you imagine? Hey, we have Virginie Gouffre in the studio. Oh, let me pull up this song parody about Jeffrey Epstein fucking you in the ass as a right. as, as a minor. Like a Right, as exactly. Um, so we'll continue, guys. <laughs> she is black and I am white. Ain't you proud of Nicole's pussy tonight? For fuck's sake, Robin, you know that I just might. Cock you in your ASS. All right, it's a whole opus, but very good. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, Tony Daniels. Very talented guy, very much in love with Robin. Well, uh, Robin. Oh, and thank you guys. That was such a nice way to come home to see this beautiful bouquet of flowers. When I <laughs> it was a cactus. Oh, yeah, I said oh, to Beth, nice she's going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be so hungry. <laughs> and what, do you, what do you tank up on after the marathon? Were you, uh... <laughs> Nothing follows up. A molestation, anal sex. You know, these people <laughs> so like, like have been doing radio for like, you know, 30 plus years. And it yeah. sounded like she was saying, oh, I want to say thank you for... <laughs> like, Did you not... Thank you for this ass song parody about fucking and coming on my ass and well, like, happy raping me. Well, to be fair, this is from the show. Um, did you just hear that clip I played? I put it on the Facebook thing because I still laugh at it when Fred started dropping Jackie laps in the middle of Robin's news and it was all depressing news. <laughs> yeah, that was... About... <laughs> 
That was good. That was one of my and Gil- faves. Gilbert was losing it. Oh, uh, I big old meal. made myself. No, I made myself a um, pasta. No, a, a protein smoothie. Yeah. And uh, that was basically all I had. I ate some nuts. And then I had to go off to that party. And then when I came home, I ordered some Chinese food because I needed something salty. Right. What? Right. You ate some nuts. What? And you know, it was Brendan's nuts she was really looking for. But either way. So, no, no, but she's trying to seem like healthy. Like, yeah, I got, you know, I got my protein shake. I got my nuts. And then I ordered a Whopper. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I yeah, well, <laughs> I need some Chinese food. There's more MSG in that. <laughs> it's not Chinese for that. You're gonna gre- eat greasy lo mein, yeah, and like whatever that beef is, which isn't. <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> you know, it's like got that texture of like Cat. fucking a gym mat. <laughs> there you go. To be salty. Yeah, you'd have to replenish. I see. I thought you don't eat salt. I don't usually, but when you run, I, you know, I was covered in salt. I got to ask, I got to ask some like Mia's track coach or something. Hey, do you think it would be a great idea after a, after a practice to go, to go to Great Walk and just load up on egg rolls and fucking general sows? What are you doing? What's the fortune cookie read? Recommendation. When you say salt, do you think they mean that type of salt? Like that. Uh, that the, fortune cookie, the fortune cookie read tough shit, grandma. <laughs> 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 Find a seniors club to hang out at. Salt mm-hmm. at the end of the race. All right. Just trying to hear what's going on. So I ordered a couple of uh, Chinese dishes. All right. Very good. A couple. Couple. <laughs> Don't they usually make them for like family They're size huge. each one? Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. I mean, you can order the like the pint or the whatever, but that's only for things like lo mein and rice. But if you order the chicken dishes or whatever, they're always in the big size. They're always leftovers. Yeah. Good. What? Well, congratulations, Robin. Great accomplishment for you. I should have walked in with my medal. That was so funny. I went to the party. At my yeah, where medal. is your medal? Why don't you wear it today so we can all see it? Oh, I'm already over it. Yeah. No medal? <laughs> yeah. Imagine Rocky beating Apollo Creed at the end of the movie and just walking off. Without the belt. Just walking out of the ring and saying yeah. nothing. And right. not saying Adrian and holding the belt over his and saying, I did it. You well, know? to be fair. Imagine him be- just like, just imagine him going, sweet. Bye. Just boop. Done. I, see, this would have been fine. Like, the, the whole metal thing makes way more sense if she doesn't go to this party. She's too fucking worn out. She uh, she doesn't even eat. Like, you know, she, she loads herself up with, you know, electrolytes and stays in the bath for six hours, that kind of shit, and gets all pruney. That makes... 100% sense. But when she says she goes, I had the energy to go to a fucking victory party, quote, air quote. And um, you're not a victory party, but, you know, I survived, completed the marathon, like a participation medal, which is fine. I'm not t- I'm not bitching yeah, about I that, guys. It. People, it's an amazing feat if you do it. But for her to low key it, it's not her style, A. And B, again, I'm going to repeat myself. She. She had to do it because there was thrown for her. If you look at the pictures, there's 15 Foundation shit there. It was made by 15 Foundation that they did for her. So she had an obligation to go. But if she really felt badly, they would have – she would have 
I don't know, she would have had to tell them, look, you're going to have to postpone it or something or just don't do it. Yeah, if she really felt that badly about it, she could have pulled like a Hillary Clinton in 2016 and not not went out on the stage and said, I'm drunk and really depressed. depressed. Yeah, I depressed. I didn't finish the marathon. I don't deserve this. You know, don't give it to me. Uh, What's going on? Is Henry (laughs) begging for attention? (laughs) George is scratching this chair that he should not be scratching. He you doesn't take, know, yeah. He need to take a break and discipline him. <laughs> take out one of his eyes. No, I have. <laughs> we'll just finish the clip and then I will take a break. Okay. What are you going to do with your medal? You got to frame I'm it. I'm going to frame it, sure. of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that Chilean miner was pissing me off. I, I can't believe I was watching the marathon and the. Um, good Lord, the front runners, they move like magic. I mean, it's incredible to watch. The guy who won did it in like, I don't know the exact time, but it was like two hours and eight minutes. Can you imagine? I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he was just flying. I saw those guys training in the park. I don't know if, you know, they were among the winning group, but you know that there's something else. Um, he's pissed off at anybody who's able to do something he can't. Uh, witness the stuff about the guy with the planks, the old guy doing a six-hour plank. Now it's like a Chilean miner that's got to yeah. fucking bug up his ass. Yeah, fuck I him. mean, it's the Chilean miner. <laughs> I think you're going to be fine yeah. if he can have an achievement, you fuck. Yeah. yeah. They're not like you. No. They're certainly not like me. Guys, the same day, uh, November November 8th, um, 2010, and this is the wrap-up show. And there's a bit six minutes where they're kind of questioning what happened. Ganji comes in, and he has his say. He doesn't have to be called a stupid fucking idiot. I see Ganji back there. I do want to talk to Mike because, Ganji, I don't know if you heard it, but Robin, although, and congratulations to Robin for finishing the marathon. Very, very impressive. But Ganji apparently was supposed to film her crossing the finish line and she said she heard from Ganji by the time she heard from Ganji she was home I mean so what happened there Ganji is that an unfair was that unfair of Robin to characterize it as no, that? no she was absolutely almost home that was the thing it was a really strange uh, sequence of events we got her on okay guys I'm gonna let this play first avenue uh, that was our first shot we met her on like 65th street and first avenue we were supposed to meet her at a certain time, a certain place. But how can you decide well, what time you're going to meet her? The tra- her coach told us that she would have a range of where she would probably be in. Now, when you met her so, on First Avenue, that's late in the race, correct? That was at one. We met her at one ten. So, so that's six miles sixteen. Okay. At one ten in the afternoon, and that was right in the range that the coach had told us. So it was perfect. Uh, we had gotten there way early, just in case. So they were anticipating, let's say, four hours, five hours into the race. She might be around there. So they meant to, to do – they did their due diligence. They were supposed to be there ahead of when she possibly could have been there based on what they thought what her predicted times would be. I'm, so, looking, at the, I'm looking at the route. Yeah. So he said that she was at first. Mm-hmm. Okay. 10th Street, 103rd. Mm. Give me one second. Yep. Because I want to look at something. So explain to me again, because I go over this. He said first. Okay, let me let me get through that last little section and try again. Okay. Let, me, let me try that again. I see Ganji back. Fifth Street and First Avenue. Her on First Avenue. Uh, that was our first shot. We met her on like 65th Street and First Avenue. 65th Street and First? Okay. That makes more sense now. 
We were supposed to meet her at a certain time, a certain place. But how can you decide well, what time you're going to meet her? The tra- her coach told us that she would have a range of where she would probably be in. Now, when you met her so, on First Avenue, that's late in the race, correct? That was at one. We met her at one ten. So, so that's six miles sixteen. Okay. At one ten in the afternoon, and that was right in the range that the coach had told us. So it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did he just say? He said sh- she. He said that, that that that's the predict. That was the prediction. The coach, ba- their trainer, ba- said she might. She, that's the best place to approximately to meet her and to have. And also, it? mile sixteen. Mile sixteen. Mm-hmm. And because he missed the one on sixty fifth, so the one on sixty fifth is right. Um, the one on sixty fifth is between seven and eight miles. So by the time she would get to 65th Street, 65th Street, it would be 7.2 miles. So how is that, how is that 16 miles? How is that mile 16? Um, the, the route must have been, you're sure you're looking at the 2010 route? Um, well, this is, I don't know. I mean, like this is, I don't think the New York City Marathon changes that much on the route. I have no idea. So, yeah, that's a little weird, right? Um, yeah. Again, I'm looking at another one. It says East Stick 65th Street. Um, yeah, it's between mile one, two, three, four, five. I don't know. Keep well, going. I mean, anyway, it's 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 not really too relevant in terms of when they were supposed to meet her, and they. I'm assuming I'm assuming the trainer figured we have to give you guys enough time to get there, set up your cameras, do whatever. And also if there's a media area for people at certain checkpoints, fine, because I'm sure people are allowed to watch the marathon, just people who are not involved in it and stuff like just family members of people who are running that you want to get a spot and watch people and photographers. You want to just take pictures for the fuck of it. You know, I'm kind of surprised that there isn't an area specifically designated for press for this Mm -hmm. Where like you know celebrities are going to look out for that point, I I I'm, really have a hard time believing that. So again, why are you coordinating with the coach versus like okay, this is where the designated media area is? Well, normally they should. Like it's a no different than I used to do uh, photo gigs for concerts, and in the pit, in the pit basically is where they give us you know a certain amount of time. Like you can stay here for two songs, or you can be here for the whole night, shoot whatever you want. And uh, or you could, you know, if, wh- however you choose, you could actually go b- back and use a zoom lens and get the, those types of fic- pictures. But either way, there's a designated area for concerts. There's a designated area for a lot of events where they go, this is just press. That way we can consolidate all of you and no one's going to fuck with you. No one's going to get in there. You can just your stuff's not get going to get fucked with. And you got a perfect angle. So there would have been people, loads of people taking pictures of her. I'm surprised there aren't any images like that out there. But that's why this is just so bizarre to me that even if he missed her, Fillmore, Mm -hmm. there would have been that press pool of people at those certain points. So how did she miss that? Yeah, good question. It's perfect. Um, We'd gotten there way early just in case. The problem was the tracking system that the New York Roadrunners set up. It's kind of it's kind of difficult to follow, and it was kind of off. When we met her on 65th Street, it was actually saying she was like in on 85th Street, mm-hmm. so it was kind of off. So we kind of had to like figure out. We got to the finish line way early. They stationed us about a hundred yards from the finish line. That was where the press was supposed to be. So we were waiting about a hundred yards down. 
for we were there an hour and a half early from where she was supposed to finish. Okay, let's keep going, guys. What was the projected and time you were told she would finish? We were told. Well, her trainer told us two fifty-five to three forty. So it was a big range. But but how many how, hours? Yeah, how long is that uh, running? That was that was I think f- almost five hours. Okay, they were predicting. So I mean, which is a big window to wait. So we were there by two fifty, way before two fifty-five. And we just waited and waited and waited and waited. And then we were getting updates, trying to get updates from the New York Roadrunners people. And they had no idea where she was. Okay. Either so, way, if, if wait, you couldn't, you know hold, on, how- hold on, hold on. She's okay. got, she, her tracker doesn't work. Let's, let's assume for the sake of argument, because this is going to take forever. Otherwise, that her tracker did really malfunction. She's got a phone on her. He, the trainers most likely got a phone on her because if they get lost, they have to be able to, you know, where are you in the pack? That kind of, they wouldn't be, first of all, they'd be together. So if you couldn't get a hold of her, you would have had to have the trainer's number. And clearly they did have, they did have some contact with him. So they could have easily called him up and said, where are you? Yeah. And she had all of her stuff with her, including her fucking jacket. Yeah. Um, also the trainer, you, or no, I'm sorry, not the trainer. The Roadrunner people, he said, they, the system is confusing. She said she's at 65. The Roadrunner thing's saying she's at 85. Now, we believe that that trainer took her bracelet mm-hmm. or something, yeah. or she ditched the bracelet, and yeah. or the trainer took the bracelet. I don't know. But yeah. what if that is what happened? And so... She could say she's wherever she's saying she is, but what if the trainer's, you know, actually running the marathon and is ahead, you know? And so the tracker looks like it's at 85. Now, that would make sense. So maybe the Roadrunner thing isn't wrong. Who knows? I think think the trainer was with her the whole time because... Robin's probably not much different than Howard. She needs her company as well. And also to just, I don't know, just as backup. And, um, but on the other hand, you know, if he's going to run the rest of the way, I think he went with her. I think, uh, because his time's the same as hers and mm-hmm. he shouted her the whole way. And she said, look, I'm fucking ditching this. I need to get some food, sit with me and that kind of thing. And that was, yeah. it. yeah. So as for the tracking, who knows? I mean, maybe, hers did work and she went off the course and that's why it was fucked up and they think it's fucked up and no she actually went off the course and that's where she was well the 85 is yeah. just about after so the 85th avenue when yeah. they were spotting her yeah. is around the um let me get this up the the uh let me see what mile mark that is that that's around the 85th street is around 10k Okay, so that's a big discrepancy. That's like that's miles different, right? Yeah. So either way, so I, 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 that makes no sense to me. Except if I don't know, somebody else can figure that out. That was like one of the things nobody could find her. Nobody tracked her. Nobody knew it. So they kept saying, "Oh, we think she's coming in at this time. We think she's coming in at this time." So eventually, it got to that she was supposed to be in at four o'clock, and we were still there waiting and waiting and waiting. Four thirty rolls around. And we're like, Does, has anybody seen Robin? Now, these are the people that were waiting for Robin. Myself, Ted Summer, my camera guy, Lisa G, a reporter for People Magazine who was covering Robin, and two people that worked for, worked for the Roadrunners organization. Now, why were the so, Roadrunners people waiting for Because they were helping us out. Okay. They- so two people from the organization who know what she's supposed to look like, they know their number, she know they know all the information, and they would have had photos of her in you know, her garb you know, before to show what she looks like so they know who they're looking for as well. 
And the people at People Magazine are definitely pissing their pants because a lot of People Magazine articles are paid for flowery articles from celebrities. I mean, even Hilaria Baldwin and Alec are still getting flowery articles from these people. So their PR machine pays them to put these articles out. So you know that this person at People is like... Probably freaking out even more because right. they don't have it's not like Ganges. You know, no. they have to they have to have something there. They've been they they've been paid on assignment all day. That's right. It's a commission thing or it's how many pictures can you get and we need an interview with her and this is part of a larger article or whatever. Yeah, it's a gig. It's an absolute gig. Ganges getting paid whether he finds her or not. Yeah, and he doesn't have an editor. No. They knew that we were waiting and they knew that they want, you know, we needed to get that shot. So there Got was it. two spotters that were like up by the finish line that was supposed to see her and kind of sh- shuttle her over to us, which was 100 yards away. Did Lisa mistakenly identify another black woman as point, Robin? Yes. At one point, Lisa goes, oh, there she is. And it was a completely different black <laughs> black woman. I don't know what she was thinking. It was a 100-pound Kenyan woman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she looked nothing like Robin. Robin's so, not 100 uh, pounds. We were waiting. So no. at 430... The Roadrunner's woman comes over and she, okay, a little more. She goes, "Hey, listen, I have some bad news for you," and we're like, "What?" She goes, um, "She crossed about twenty minutes ago." So you were and, there when so she we crossed. were there when she crossed. But I'm thinking like, there's that hundred yards in between. Maybe she turned off and went a different direction afterwards. Maybe she just didn't come our way. Maybe she just came with a big sea of people and we didn't see her. Well, I mean, was, was there any? Did anyone greet her at the end? Not that I know because we weren't at the actual finish line. We were about 100 yards down. Gary, yeah. what do you do in this situation? So, uh, Okay, a little I, more, guys. Uh, oh, so they're 100 yards down, which isn't that much. Why isn't she looking for them? That's, yeah. That was always our question. I mm-hmm. mean, they could be looking for her. They got spotters. They have People Magazine. They have, you know, a bunch of people looking for her. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. But why isn't Robin in one of her biggest supposed triumphs from this whole journey looking for them. She knows Mm -hmm. that there's people that are going to be there. And I'm sure she knows people magazine is going to be there because she's the one who probably called them for the press. Yeah. She bailed. It sounds like he did what he was supposed to do. I mean, really you're looking for a needle in a haystack. Although in that situation, maybe you could tape the whole time. And then you find out what time it happened and then go back and find it on the tape. But it doesn't matter. Like, we, again, would have been so far. We, we're not by the actual finish line. So we are, like, you know, in the where they're walking just as a sea of people to get out of the park. So I don't have her actually crossing the finish line. I would have never had that shot anyway. We would have just wanted to get some sound bites at the end. And we, I, even if, okay, a little more. if I was taping, we still would have been taping for hours and never knew we even saw her. How did she look at mile 16? Mile 16, she looked a little banged up. She was she was happy. She was smiling. But as I noticed as she was running away from us, that she was starting to get slow. And that's where we were trying to track her online. And they there's this text message system where they kind of send you texts, uh, updates. And it, all of a sudden, she was going from a 10-minute mile to 11-minute mile to a 13-minute mile to a 14-minute mile. Okay, a little more, guys. So every time it was like as she was in Manhattan, it kept getting slower and slower. So she, she said at the five mile mark or the six mile mark, she told me this morning she was only a minute behind Jared from Subway. Yeah, and she finished like at almost an hour, like five the five or six mile mark. Uh, okay. Yeah, she finished like an hour pe- past him almost. Right. 
you know, as, but if, I, as if he's the gold standard. <laughs> well, she I, beat Al Roker. Can I t- can I tell you a funny thing about that? The Jared Subway guy we interviewed. It was the weirdest moment. The minute he finished the race, they shoved the Subway sandwich in his face, and he had to take a bite of it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure, mm. I'm sure he, they appreciate that, it now. That went well for Subway. And then he said he couldn't believe that you've been around for 20 years. I said your incompetence and everything else. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, do you take that in stride as part of that sting a little bit? Well, it stings, especially coming off this major screw-up, which, you know, again, that's the shot you need to get, and that was our priority, was getting her after the finish line you know and here, the fact that we didn't get it really really pissed me off i thought he just said i thought he just finished saying we weren't good we weren't there to get a picture of her at the finish line because where we were it wasn't going to be possible we just wanted sound bites so right. how is I it a fuck I, up then i think well no it, it's a fuck up that he didn't get the sound bite i think is what yeah. he's trying to say but right. he's just being he's conflating and he's rambling but okay. i think that it would be like picture finishing the howard stern show after an interview like you're a celebrity and you somehow escape the Howard Stern cams afterward. Yeah. yeah. Like, where did where did Gene Simmons go? Where did uh, you know you know Chris Cornell go? Where did David Grohl go? I mean, you can't escape it. So I just don't think that it makes any sense that Robin skated out of there without really trying. Yes, she she somehow managed to uh, just literally get into whatever first cab she could find. But the thing is, in that situation, are you going to be anywhere near a cab in that mass of people? And there's also seems to be like, um, you know how they said they're all dumping off into this one part to get out of the park or get out of wherever the marathon. So it would be like, you know, everybody going in one direction and kind of see a people. A sea of people, but you're going to see the people that you need to see. You're going to be yeah. on the lookout for them. And you're not just going off in nilly willy, you know, like willy nilly. You're not just, you know, everybody's going left or right or straight. It's everybody's being guided to this one area. So I don't know how she escaped it. It's it, it, it's a little odd for me to, to understand unless and like I like I figure, OK, she jogged the last 500 yards. Let's say she had enough left in her to do that. She uh-huh. would have been probably just hauling ass like slow jog, but jogging, not walking to get away from wherever she figured they would be, which would be closer to one area, let's say, like a photographer's area if they had one near the end. So if she goes off into the crowd, they're never going to catch there. No one no one knows to they they have to jog to catch her. Do you want to know what I think? Go ahead. I think she took that jacket off of her waist and put it over her head. I think she covered herself up. Maybe. I mean, if she, if she, if all she had to do would put it on herself normally. That would have been enough to hide her because they're looking for a pink top. They're looking for a pink top and she's got those braids on her head. What if she just, you know, kind of covered her head and her body with that jacket. It's very possible. It's very possible and, and probable. I mean, if she wanted to get out unseen, you cover herself. And all of a sudden, that person's just a, j- a person with a jacket over their head. You don't know if it's Robin. You can't tell. That's, you take the yep. number off. You take the, the whatever the bib off or whatever it's called. Uh, you um, you know, that belt, all of a sudden, it's no longer around your waist. You've got it in your arm or under your jacket or something like that. And you're holding it. Now they can't recognize you. What, are they going to find your shoes? That's exactly right. You know, it would be like leaving a crime scene. You know, you ditch your clothes. Yes, absolutely. And she would have told the trainer, look, help get me out of here. Like, I need I need you to take this shit and help me find a fucking cab or something. Guide me out of here. 
Absolutely. Here's what I would say. If I was gonna if I was gonna be Howard, I would say I know that the Today Show got Al Roker and Meredith Vieira across the line. How did they figure it out? Uh, a, they probably have a little more clout than than we do with that or with the Road Runners organization. I think they while they were nice to us when we set it all up, the Today Show camera I can guarantee wasn't a hundred yards down the road down you know down the field. So, uh, you know, we should have hired someone to run with her. That, no, someone that was well, already in the race. Well, you know, we had given Robin a flip camera before she ran. I don't think she used it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so the person who documented every little fucking minuscule point in Guatemala, yeah, from the lobby to her sandals, yeah, documented nonsense. Mm -hmm. Literally was blown away by a Guatemalan horn for how stupid it was. You're was telling looking, me, <laughs> you're telling me that documentary Twitter nut. Is not going to use the flip camera to document one of the most highest accomplishments of her life regarding mm -hmm. this journey, but mm -hmm. she's going to document a lobby in a hotel in Guatemala. Yeah. Okay, that yep. makes sense. Uh, that I know. I wouldn't expect her to. I mean, she was. You know, I'm sure she had other things going on. But yeah, I mean, I think we just didn't have that same clout that the Today Show has, right. and that's the. You know, I, I can't do anything about that. Okay, now there's the last bit, guys, and it's really from uh, November 9th, the following day, and it's just a 10-minute clip called People Don't Believe Robin Finished the Marathon. So here we go. So there's a whole theory going on around that you didn't, never really finished the marathon. And well, this is yeah, the same, I saw that on Twitter last night. And this is the same theory that uh, Katie Holmes got tagged with, who is, of course, married to Tom Cruise, and she ran the marathon. Uh -huh. And because there's a couple of things going around about your marathon run. Number one. Suddenly, your device that tracks you didn't work. Where, yeah, but where? Number two. Where? I mean, where well, in the race it, did it stop? That, first of all, that's not the question you would ask if that was what was posed to you. You wouldn't say, yeah, where? <laughs> so I like could buoy? defeat because she's getting ahead of it. So she's trying to yep. mentally think, how am I going to defeat this defeat this so i'm gonna ask where so then i can come up with my next bullshit instead of saying what difference does it make i ran that marathon i right. you know instead of i don't being care what grounded in says. principle yeah. and truth she's yeah. saying where yeah that is all you need to know to know she's full of shit because it's she's really thinking how how is this going to line up against me yeah, it's not much different than, uh, hey, Gary cheats on his wife, and Bowie's answer is not, you know, fuck off, or you're so full of how shit. How do you he know goes, that? He goes, he goes, you don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, not how do you know that. It's and the, you and don't the know way, that. And the way he says it, it's like, you don't have proof. <laughs> it's true. That's right. The, yeah. But that's and, what she's doing. It's so like, and if someone, someone goes, uh, you know, I know you're a convicted murderer, and you go, um, who did I murder? You you, no, they would say you don't know that. <laughs> what? Oh then, man! You know? Yeah. Where's where did it where did it fuck up? Like this that that you're right. Like the way she explained that, and without any uh, that's that's again that's not helping her case any by the way she answered that. Like you. it's just adding more fuel to the fire. Work. I, I don't know. I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> Number two. This is the theory. Number two. So when you cross the supposed finish line, mm -hmm. you were never. Why is your hair now? See, that's what happened on that TV show. I was watching. It's just a, an Aaron no. Strand. 
It's curling right almost up into your nose. Oh, fuck off. You can't do that on TV. I saw that. It's like a fish hook. It was a fish hook. <laughs> you got to straighten out that one tread. I look you over now because I see you on TV all the time. And there was one show where the dread was hooked like a microphone. <laughs> I said, I think she's... Uh, talking about the guy who literally has tendrils in front of his eyes. Like, are you serious? And this is like following a fucking marble on glass. What the fuck is, you know, he, he's going into a question. All of a sudden it's about her hair. Why not asking her to, why not, you know, proceed with the questioning and the interrogation if this is such a fucking big deal and people believe that she didn't finish it? Well, this is also a mental game. So yeah. if you're going to proceed with a questioning that is going to be very direct, that they're reading from somebody else and he knows this is going to be hard hitting. Yes. How am I going to sort of uh, how am I going to pivot to something else to make this not as biting? And so She's we gonna, go to the tendril and they spiral around. They don't hit her directly with the question right off the bat. Right. Okay. So it's going to be. So do you need a cu cup of coffee, some cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> your hair. <laughs> right. You need to talk to your lawyer. You got a microphone, headphones on. All right, I'm doing the Madonna thing. You got to be careful. Well, this hair goes where it wants to go. It does. You can't control it. No. I would think you could control that. Well, if you wanted to well, tend to every piece, I like to have it a little wild. You let it go wild. Yeah. You're wild. You do this like when you're. You know, you're talking to people and you know they fucked up and they do something wrong. You ask personal questions or you say something to kind of get them comfortable. Yeah, disarm them. You're disarming them. He's yep. disarming her. Okay. I'm wild. Are you out of control? I'm out of control. Like your hair. <laughs> uh, so the theory is that the tracking device never actually gave an official time. You're never going to be listed officially as having run in the marathon because no one has an official time on you. Well, I can't help it, the tracking well, device. I went over in those last two um, uh, sensors the way I went over everyone during the race. Now, why would I know there are two at the finish line? Then, if I why is she getting angry about this now? Because she's being questioned. And it's a very specific thing that she already has an answer for in her head. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see how she's not listening? Mm -hmm. She's responding and she already is talking about sensors. Yes. She Nobody, meant to say checkpoints. But she's already has this pre. She already knows she didn't finish. She's already going over a uh, hundred ways in her head Mm -hmm. plausible deniability about this. I yep. guarantee it. So oh, yes. now when it comes up to her face, she's exploding with more information than we asked for, which mm -hmm. is always a dead giveaway, but it's not information that's answering the question. Yeah. Wasn't there. It. It's not even done yet. Right. You have to defend this one too. <laughs> Ganji and five other people. We're looking for, we're me. looking for you, including some, you know, I can tell you that a, a New York road runner, official saw me at the end of the race and gave me a hug. Do you want to talk to that person? Uh, saw me come across the finish line. No, we can nip this in the bud right now. We can call Richard, talk to Richard, and he will tell you he saw me and Josh come across the finish line, and he gave us both a hug. I believe you. Okay. Now, this is interesting because Ganji were, was 
speaking with the roadrunners and working with them to coordinate this the -hmm. entire time, not only Mm -hmm. at the finish line, but at other checkpoints. So why is a roadrunner giving Robin a hug, but not letting them know Mm -hmm. about it? Yeah. Not calling them, say, hey, guys, she's over here. Come on over. They're 100 yards away. Yeah. Yeah. You could (laughs) you could you you couldn't piss there, but you, you could definitely briskly walk at least one of them can come over the camera people yeah okay give them a few more minutes to make way with the with the gear and stuff we know that that's an effort but lisa g with a with a mobile mic you can't run over my theory is that robin had a road runner um her trainer her had one of them in the bag yeah i'll pay you i'll do whatever yes. give me a hug say you saw me yeah and Go so now she's just she's just wheedling this off her tongue she's just saying because she knows she's got at least one person who will fake vouch for her. That's her trainer. Yeah, absolutely. And and even if they're like, it's the whole thing. What road runner? Which one? Give us a number. Who are we going to get in touch with? How do they know which one to get a hold of? Who's and this like Richard said, person? We know she crossed the finish line. But even if she did hug somebody, right? Yes, right. That would be a moment that somebody would capture. Yep. Especially since she's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You. No, but we can feel we can assuage did you go the, to the doubts of everyone else. Did you go to the same place Katie Holmes went, where she hid out in a hotel <laughs> and went to sleep? I took a cab. <laughs> this is like the who is the woman? Rosie Ruiz. Were you on a subway at some point? I do not have a metro card. You don't need a metro card to get on the subway, as far as I know. You can pay in tokens. You can pay in whatever coins at whatever stall, a turnstile. I don't know. These days, people seem to just be hopping the style. Well, there you go. If you, if, and if you're in the movie The Warriors, you just hop over. Isn't that great? You did that whole 26 miles. And, and then people want to say, I lied and right. I'm scamming. Why would I go out at all? Well, listen, you'll have your chance to prove it again in San Francisco. No, I call Richard and he will tell you. I was right there. At Richard the end who? The, he's one of the uh, people. <laughs> this reminds me of, call Woody Belkin. He's a pretty prominent attorney. He'll tell you, I fucked a model in college. Yeah, <laughs> call, doctor, call? call Dr. Lou. Yeah. <laughs> vouch for me. Who work, yeah, Richard. Works with the New York Roadrunners Club. He actually got me my number and the whole thing. Well, people said... Um, Also, notice notice her cadence when she lies. Yeah. It's sing-songy. She's doing that thing, and I've pointed this out in Robin before. When Robin's Robin and she's being forthright, she's Robin. When she's lying and deflecting and being being dishonest, it's... Mm -hmm. And it's this sing songy cadence that she's doing. Just ask Richard. That's right. uh, Basically, yeah, that's the tell that I'm trying to get one over on you. It's it's the elite voice. She uses this. She uses this elite voice like when she was defending the charity, when people were calling her out, she gets this haughty on steroids tone of voice and it's starting right now okay i'll give you a, a more simplistic example of what you're talking about when he when howard brings up the mm-hmm. robinswrong.com and mm-hmm. says i'm gonna have this person on the show and she goes 
I don't care. I'm not. E- I just don't want to be bothered. And and so it's like bothered. a mantra. This is what I'm trying to do to get myself past this hump. And the hump is I am bothered. I don't want to fucking let it go that I am because they're going to go after me. If I let it, if I if I act like it's going to bother me, they're going to yeah. go after me. And That's so right. she makes a big thing of this whole stink, like this whole marathon thing. Someone's going to sniff it out. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And Robin also, she does this voice because it's an authoritative knowing yeah. I am the authority on this. So <laughs> Queen, Queen you <laughs> not question yeah. me. <laughs> I, I, in the on page six, check for other passengers. Uh, Judy Garland <laughs> dies in plane crash. <laughs> I'm way, I'm way more important than these people. Float <laughs> on an indoor heated pool, <laughs> laughing. That's right, uh, with a long cigarette holder, yeah. t- drinking champagne. Well, listen, you know you did it. That's all that counts. Just for the record, too, I went on the New York Runner, Roadrunners website, and they have her listed, and they have all her times uh, and her splits. There you Thank go. you. And the last few hours were very <laughs> difficult. I can see that. From yes, time. yes, they were. What do you mean? Why do you know that? What did you because see? They, because they break it down. longer and longer. Now, the only way they could have her times is, A, if the transmit, transponder or transmitter worked, or they got the runner, the uh, trainer's numbers, and they basically used his, which is what they probably ended up doing. That's what they ended up doing because it wouldn't yeah. make sense otherwise. And yeah. like Ganji said, you know, having trouble tracking, blah, 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 I, they they just realized this transmitter is no longer functioning properly. We're just going to go with whatever her trainer's doing. Right. Yeah. And having looked at it, guys, she could have easily, if, if Buddy had a lighter on him, they could have lit it on fire and it would have melted and fucked up and they could have jumped, dumped it in the sewer. No, yeah. no who evidence. Know, who knows nothing. what was in that belt? Easily, because it's all plastic. Yeah. What were the times? Oh, oh you know what, what do you mean? I'm, what we, what Robin knows? What was your what what happened uh, towards well, the end? She did really well early on. She yeah, was, like, was doing, doing very well until my legs started to hurt. Did you start out too fast? Did you get caught up in the typical rookie move where you got excited, you saw the crowd, and you started moving faster than what you trained in the beginning? That very well could have been, but it didn't feel that way. And so having never- She just said, my legs started to hurt. That very well may could have been, but yeah, I didn't give feel me, that way. Give me all the excuses you can. I'll use them all. But you're running with the trainer. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't make that rookie mistake. No, Because the trainer would be there to say, you need to pace yourself. Yeah. You need to slow down, speed up, whatever. Yeah. If you're running by yourself, maybe, but you have yeah. your fucking trainer. Yes. But, you know, it's Robin's rules of the road. So she's probably going to tell him, now let's go. Let's keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. She's got a fucking shiv in that belt. Yeah. We've done it before. But a friend of mine who's yeah. run with me, when she heard, you know, what was going on later in the day when I was talking to people, they, she said, oh, she went out too fast. And uh, when I talked to her, she said, yeah, you were you started out doing 10 30s. And, uh, you know, that's way too fast for you. You started out doing 10 30. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah here's what happened. All... Uh, by well, the way, it... by, this, so this is key. Anyone training for a marathon has an idea of what their time will be. 
having done a mock marathon beforehand, whether it's on a treadmill, whether it's on a track, you, you test yourself to see what kind of pace you're setting yourself up for. You don't go blindly. And I'm not talking about, oh, there was a hurricane wind and it was raining and that hinders your time. No, Obviously, it's perfect that's temperature. Happen. Yes. Uh, and I think I might have got the day wrong, but it was, uh, I think, but either way, um, it's, it's November weather's really, it's going to come in waves. If I check it again, it'll probably be much the same temperature, like whatever the day was, because it wasn't raining. It wasn't sleet. Listen to what you're saying, Fillmore. You're saying if you know, okay. So like if you know as a runner, not only does Robin know this internally, but she has a trainer who knows even better. Yeah, and it was clearly in fit, so you know, like fit a, enough to do it. It's foul proof. Like you cannot, you can't just fuck this up. You cannot. There is no way that she yeah. has a trainer and he's thinking she's running a ten minute mile for the first five or whatever, you yeah. know, and not realize alarm bells. This yes. isn't how this is going to go because in all of our practices, she craps out by mile eight and is down yeah. to 15 minutes, 16 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And now she's expected to run 25 or whatever the hell and yeah. keep up. No way. No way. And so, like I said, they, and, and invariably, yes, your later times for the, the later checkpoints is always, almost always going to be oh, longer yeah. than, you know, early on because God, the body tires. It's not that it's not rocket science, but she can't explain. She can't explain all this shit. She should have known, like even an amateur runner knows their limitations. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know like mine. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Side. In the, in the you first. You thought you were um, an elite runner. Mm. In the first 5K, she did it in a respectable 33 minutes. In the next 10K, it was 107. So it was about a half an hour. And 15K, 142, it was once you started getting into the 25 to 30K mode. Yeah. It became like an hour. Yeah. So it was uh, over I don't the know halfway what you just mark. Said. I don't have any idea what like, you're talking oh. about. When she ran 5K. <laughs> right. In the, in- okay. <laughs> he, he's a runner, too. Uh, it's really hard for Howard. Yeah. You see, like, you can hear Numbers. this conversation. I'm sure everybody can process what he's saying when he's yeah. going through the miles and the minutes. But yeah. for him, it's like algebra. A train leaves at this time. <laughs> so, you know, he's like a fucking idiot. He can't process even this. Come on, Fred. Don't add exponents. In the in the early go- in the early going, right? She did it in a half an hour. Okay. <laughs> and the next five k, which is ten k, that was another half hour. Good. Same thing for fifteen. Just, right. Once she started getting up into the twenty five uh, k mark, that's when it started getting difficult. It started taking her an hour to do what she was doing in half an hour because she had started out fast. Probably. Yeah. Well, there you go. And it came down to an average of fourteen. Was it fourteen uh, minutes per mile? You would have had some good time if you could have uh, kept that. And if up. I didn't have to go look for a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, because that's a problem with most people at the marathon. Where am I getting my sesame seed, double cream cheese, double toasted? <laughs> that became an hour mile. <laughs> yeah, where do where do I need that spackle for my colon? <laughs> My God, that's grotesque. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are a lot of things going on. How long to eat the bagel, or did you run while you? No, I, I walked a little bit while I ate the first part because I really had no fuel, and then I was running and eating the bagel. For- <laughs> so that was running. Fuel. <laughs> where are the paparazzi shots of this celebrity 
running and stuffing a bagel down her face. Well, she said walking, but wa- even walking with a bagel. Whatever. Jogging, walking. How many people on the marathon are doing this? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been taking a picture just because that's funny shit. I Obviously. A bagel? Obviously. Like, Could you imagine a track was, meet it, or something at high school or whatever? <laughs> and then they, some funny. kid just pops off at some... some you know, stand and gets a hot chocolate and a bagel. <laughs> like, it may as what? well have been a piece of lasagna in her hands. <laughs> yeah. Real meaty. A lot of ricotta. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of parm on the top. Yeah. Like a chicken parmesan on a bun or something like that. No different. Yeah. Like in terms She's of getting like, a stinger it, sub. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of grease. <laughs> fucking hero in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show Jared. <laughs> Look at this BLT. <laughs> okay, so here, here's a subway belt. <laughs> that'll make that'll help me to the end. <laughs> Shrimp falling off. <laughs> <laughs> a blooming onion. <laughs> Just the image. Fried I think dough. Was, I think it was Gary Puppet who made the animated gif of her running with a sub sandwich in her hands through New York, but like Godzilla running through. <laughs> <laughs> it just continues on a loop. I wish I could find it. From time to time. Right. How, did they time how long it took her to eat the bagel? <laughs> Probably like 45 minutes. <laughs> Everything was timed. But that's when it, it's like it, it, she was doing a half hour, half hour, half hour, and then boom. I see. Yeah. Now I wow. understand what happened. Well, listen, you still finished and you did a great job, so good for you. Thank I you. I told you, my, my coach, he was talking to his wife. He says, Robin ran an awesome half marathon. And I said, yeah, the problem was I was running a full one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, again, she just, again, so this, the, the, the chutzpah and the, the hubris of someone who's just way too entitled and too uh, has too much of an, like a high estimation of her own ability that she thinks she can do it, so she goes in for it. And I mean, I'm not, again, it's not about someone who's trying it to better themselves. It's like, oh, I can do this. And a smart person knows, no, I can't do this. Maybe I can do a half. And like we said, she ran out of gas at the end of her training because the the Brendan betrayal, which is a yes. huge fit, which was a huge part of this as well oh, for yeah. her failing. But oh, yeah. I also think, too, what person who's a runner and a marathon runner and an athlete listens to this bullshit with the bagel and and doesn't immediately think what yeah you know like what person who does she but she speaks with such confidence Mm -hmm. about the bagel about the situation about running or walking with the bagel getting the bagel like nobody who's a runner nobody who is actually an athlete would really listen to this and take this seriously. And it actually is astounding at the huber she has over thinking that this is going to be normalized. Yeah. This, she's, she's Will Smith slapping the Roadrunners Association in the head saying, oh, yeah. keep my fucking finishing time out your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. It's hard. <laughs> it ain't for wimps. I could never do it. I just would not. I just don't have the energy to train, and I, I really don't. I don't have the gumption. I don't have the. Oh, I, I just die. couldn't do it. You could do it if you wanted. Well, I mean, look, you, you put a gun to my head, I'll do it. But you could uh, do it, though. I mean, you're a good runner. Yeah. I'm really not. 
Yes, you are. Uh, anybody, anybody I know that's a runner that's seen you run, they say you run really, I've run really well. with him. He's a good runner. Who are uh, these people no, that Fred has seen? Yeah, I'd like to know. And by the way, there's a picture of Howard running in the park, and <laughs> his leg looks like what a turkey leg would look like after a bunch of piranhas had their way with it. That's how much oh. muscle mass is on his body. Like, it's it's just the most disgusting thing you'll ever see. You know what I always thought it looked like when you butterfly a chicken? When you cut... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. Who's making me something? <laughs> you ran with me. I was uh, injured. Remember, I had. That I know you were having injury. knee injuries, and your shoes weren't yeah. right. But you're a good runner. You know the basics are there. No, I'm like a. Um, Ethiopian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Chilean miner, Ethiopian, yeah, the Guatemalans, okay. <laughs> Oh God, the winner, two oh eight. I know. He's five foot eight. He looks so much taller on TV. I thought he was a big, tall guy. No, you see these guys run. They're just wiry. I mean, like they look like all muscle. There's no fat. The guys and the muscles are just wrapped around those bones. The guys. It's, um, it's it's sinew, but it's yeah, but they're not they're not it's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's, yeah, fucking it's sinewy. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's muscles. <laughs> Look, yeah. Michael Colombo's running, <laughs> Mister Universe. <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> Look, guys, Hulk Hogan just finished the marathon in two hours. <laughs> fucking idiot. Five foot eight, and he weighs 123 pounds. Yeah. They say the good marathoners are on the shorter side. Yeah. They the tall have, guys. Taller guys are. No, they're not, not good runners. So good. You know, a lot of Mexicans are good runners. And those uh, little Guatemalans. <laughs> they usually run in like. Little Guatemalans. Yeah. <laughs> they usually, Guatemalans are small, right? Then I, oh, my Lord. Uh, oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we'll I keep mean, going. I can't. I feel like. <laughs> Just, you know, no one, no one would be mentioning the Magic Johnson show appearance. Yeah, and this. a lot of young Chinese kids are good miners or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you saying right now? All the best mathematicians are from Taiwan. <laughs> I don't understand what he's implying. Yeah. Mexicans are good, or what did he say? He said Mexicans are good runners. I'm sorry, we've been through so many races in the last like yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah, he's been so racist in the last five minutes. I've lost track. Yeah, I've lost it. More. Yeah, I need that road runner to tell me yeah. how many races he's offended in these last few miles. Good question. Big, yeah. Right, and usually during the area, they're working at the diners in New York City, and they're doing a lot of work. The racism transmitter was broken. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah, a lot of running. Anyway, so that was that. A lot of people wrote me email yesterday. I thought the email was particularly interesting. It, uh, you know, we get reviews. First of all, Robin, on your race, congratulations! I know how it feels to cross the finish line. Best feeling in the world. A great job, great cause. <laughs> Love you all. And another one for Robin. Good morning. I just want to congratulate Robin on her achievement. Good job. Okay, a little more. Robin, are you going to run the Boston Marathon? You'd have to do a qualifier for that. You know that? <laughs> That's the craziest. No, I'll never no. qualify for Boston. Uh, here, and here's the guy. Based on controversy, Robin, uh, what I'm hearing this morning, I don't think Robin finished the marathon. Let's see if I missed anything up. 
Uh, she didn't have her medal on this morning. That was the other Oh, thing. I can bring my medal in. All right. Shoe tag didn't work. Uh, the six spotters. Yeah, I hit everything. You keep the only person who saw her finish. What's that? She keeps forgetting the medal, Fillmore. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the 34 narcissist <clears throat> forgets the medal. <laughs> By the way, why is she fr- why is she going to frame it if she's not proud of uh, you know if she wanted to just forget about it? I, the thirty four narcissist forgets her medal, mm-hmm. but let's think of all the other things she can remember to when she wants to. Mm-hmm. She only cares about herself. That's mm-hmm. Robin's mo. I oh mean, yeah. 30 years of Robin cares about Robin. Oh, yeah. And this is actually, again, Deborah and I have addressed it in, in some episodes on Patreon already. Even if it's negative attention, as it is now, like inherently, I mean, it's it's kind of, in, in a way, uh, subtly negative towards her, but also positive. It doesn't matter as long as she's getting some of that attention. Even yeah, when they were I'm, talking about how crazy she was or is, and they were rating her craziness, and then Jackie was reading her book and obviously mocking her. Um, and okay, you could say, well, she understood Jackie was having fun, but he loved making fun of her, but he loved her or he liked her a lot, and uh, that she could take solace in that. But either way, the point is, it doesn't matter if she's being made fun of, as long as the folk focuses on her, she's happy as a pig in shit. Well, that's the pathology of Robin that you know, really sets her apart from, I think, regular people mm-hmm. who don't like that, who yes. aren't, you know, if something's negative about you and it's not true, you're going to fight it tooth and nail with oh, yeah. vigor and, you know, answers mm-hmm. and clapbacks. Mm-hmm. You're going to fight it vigorously. You're not going to wallow in it and let it go on. Well, and, Ro- and Robin, Robin, like you said, she has this pathology of like, yeah, she lets that negativity, you know, shine on for a long time and ferment. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, uh, it's not if it depends what it is, but sometimes she'll let it, you know, it depends on the day. I think actually the minute even you get her at the wrong moment, you get the I'll just, I'm just a miserable cunt and I'll walk the fuck out. But most of the time, 90% of the time, she's on the show, 95% of the time, she'll take it and then she'll, you know, and they also know, they've known for years how much to give her before they pull it back and go, okay, she's she's at the she's at the limit now. Oh, they've got it down to a baking science. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Those ones where she narcissist rages, like we said, we're surprised. Oh, yeah. Was her coach? <laughs> no, Richard from uh, New York Roadrunners saw me finish. So that's the last of that, guys. I know it finishes rather abruptly, but there is really isn't much more in the archive uh, going forward. However, I will say, if you go on the Fifteen Foundation tweet Twitter page, which is the, one of the saddest things, only is almost as sad as the. Um, um, the oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's got a hundred. Oh. It's not following anybody. Hasn't tweeted anything since 2013, June 10th, which is when they announced that they were going to actually shut down around the summer. There's no likes, 171 followers. It's just a dead fucking account. Like it's it's like it's the one of the saddest things you'll see aside from Vegetation of Robin, which we'll we'll go into after Hurricane Sandy, according to the polls. But um, it says here. <clears throat> Oh, and let me first go down the down the pike there. The last Robin-related thing to the 15 Foundation was in a year following the um, – uh, 
hold on, let me go back down. We're getting there. There's so little activity. It's pathetic. November 17th. Okay. November 17th, 2010, she, uh, they retweeted Robin. New contest starting now. Who knows what will happen? Could be last chance to get a serious XM studio tour. Crowd rise. Two likes, five retweets. Oh, popular. Oh, so, no, here it is. Sorry, sorry, my mistake. It goes a little further. Uh, October 18th, yeah, this is right. October 18th, 2011, great article mm-hmm. on Strive for College, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Sam is running for 15 Foundation in the New York City oh, Marathon. Oh, so you're not <laughs> anymore. No, she's not. So that was the end of that. And um, and there was just very little action on the part of Robin after certain points. So going to Mildred Stern. <clears throat> Where this is a book end, ending the whole saga, guys. It says, alas, all great things must come to an end. Robin's relationship, quote, with Mr. Murphy did not last very long, and he was summarily removed as a director of the foundation, With his and his bio was no longer listed on the foundation's website. I'll put a screen cap for you guys there. And then in mid-2013, Federation Foundation had to finally pull the plug on itself, and the foundation recently filed its final public report for 2013. And here's the reading. Uh, basically it says here, uh, dear friends of the 15 foundation, after four years of inspiring work, it wasn't four years. It wasn't even three. I want to read this. You want to read this? Can you? It's, it seems a little, um, I'll try my best. I want to do it in my Robin voice. Okay. So here's how the 15 foundation ended with a letter from Robin. Dear friends of the 15 foundation. After four years of inspiring work in support of youth education programs in communities nationwide, 15 Foundation is winding down all its operations and will close by the end of the summer. As we reflect on our successes and accomplishments, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for helping us complete our programs. Through our teamwork, numerous partnerships were formed in areas of academics, nutrition, and the arts. These partnerships inspired and transformed the lives of thousands of young Americans. This this transition, I want to once again express my gratitude over the course of the years. Many of you have provided generous financial support and everyone has shared ideas, insights into how we would perfect our partnership model. Your invaluable contributions enabled us to to focus on generating new ideas and exploring innovative solutions that helped tackle these challenges and our nation faces in education of its youth. Okay, let me, can I, can I read the last two? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, I'll try my best, but it's so tough. I can't wait. Uh, (laughs) Shit. (laughs) This is awful. Wonderful, I'm loving it. Ultimately, our main objective was always to offer transformative educational opportunities (laughs) through customized programs targeting young people living in America's undeserved neighborhoods. That all ended. (laughs) Thanks to you, fans, volunteers, pro bono experts, grifters, non-profit leaders, sponsors, and contributors, and hangers-on, we can look back on the past four years with pride and acknowledge that together we did make a difference. For any inquiries, don't ever think about contacting me. (laughs) Warm regards, blah, blah, blah. They just, and they name off a couple of people. Now, the last bit of it, it just says, 
says here in 2010, grand events like the night at Caroline's and Rob, Robin's infamous marathon, a.k.a. the run for the bagels, <laughs> had big expenses associated with them, nearly 150,000 K. So the actual mm-hmm. amount raised for charitable purposes was a lot less than the gross amount taken in by the foundation. In the end, I think uh, they, they made $3,600. It's called a failure. Just a little bit. Um, and then it says here, back when Brendan was still in good graces with Robin, the foundation, quote, wisely used donor money to purchase $7,500 of T-shirts from him. <laughs> it says here, uh, the financial statements. In 2010, T-shirts were purchased from a company which is owned by a director of the foundation. <laughs> the foundation oh. paid a total of 7500 for the T-shirts and believes that they were purchased at a competitive price. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay, so the I feel uh, better about that. Totally. It says here, um, uh, as shown in the image above, it turns out that Robin was not very successful in getting the public to fork over dough to fund her pet project. In fact, she had to make a $50,000 personal loan to the foundation, and a significant percentage of the contributions to the foundation were from one person, Robin. Oh, my God. Do you know how bad that is? Because even like Alec Baldwin, who had his wife, Hilaria, he donated $50,000 to NYU. She -hmm. didn't graduate so they could walk the red carpet as graduates of NYU. Right before that event, he gave a $50,000 donation to the Tisch School. Yes. So the, this is for the 2012 calendar year. the The revenue was seventy eight thousand, and the salaries were eighty eight thousand. <laughs> oh, so they're in the red. Good. Good. Yeah, it says in 2013 Who the foundation ran was lucky. Their bank books, Dominic Barber on Percocets at the end. <laughs> I don't know. Just thinking of images of his 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 house on Fire Island, uh, the 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 estate, all the shit oh, that was left behind. God. It was unbelievable. But, yeah, but what was it? Was he cooking the books in that fucking shanty? You know, just with pills and fucking meatballs dripping out of his mouth. My God. Well, I mean, it says here, uh, what's the last bit here? It says, in 2013, the foundation was lucky and was able to file a short version of the annual tax form with the IRS. Therefore, it didn't have to disclose any details on how much of its 2013 contributions came from Robin. The foundation used at least 50000 to pay off the loan that it owed to its bloated founder. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, that, so that's that, guys. Um, and we don't have any more to give you except for you have the reading of uh, you found on Mark's Friggin, was it? The uh, Beth so, stuff about her? So I just thought in comparison to marathon running, Beth actually mm. did run the marathon. Yes. So in November 3rd of 2008, Monday, that show says Beth Stern marathon run four hours, 15 minutes, 39 seconds. Which is very okay? good. Yeah, it's very good. And they said, okay, so they said the press, uh, Howard said the press was covering him, giving Beth her medal and all of that stuff and took more pictures of him. Howard said there was a woman who won the marathon and did it in two hours and something. So Beth had a really good time. Mm-hmm, Howard said there was a, yeah, Howard said that there were a lot of other people running who have no business running it. Robin said the woman who won was doing faster miles as the race went on. Okay. Um, let me scroll down a little bit. Howard said Beth came close to raising $300,000 for her charity. Now, let's put that in comparison to Robin's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was just shy of that number, Howard said, 
just about everyone runs for some reason and they all have charities and things that they run for. Howard said that the guy seemed seemed to get more money, even though he thinks that the winner should get the most. Um, okay. Now, here's Howard said Beth was very happy to hear the fans cheering her on as the race was going said that Marianne from Brooklyn was out cheering her on, and so was High Pitch Eric. Eric managed to get into the VIP section at the finish line. Mm -hmm. So Eric, Eric got into the VIP section somehow, Mm -hmm. but not Ganji, not Lisa G. Uh, So what? I mean... We've got pictures of her her getting the medal from, from Howard. And he's dressed up, of course, like he's ready to fucking head into a consulate and bomb it. And um, Howard said Howard TV had some (laughs) kind of video of him. Howard said Howard TV had some kind of video of him putting the medal on Beth. He said that his daughter was in the video, too. Howard said that he looks really bad with his wrinkled neck. Okay. (laughs) Of course you did. Um, It's about him. Uh, Howard said that there were a bunch of pictures of him in his disguise out there. <laughs> he said he looks pretty good with his hair out because he can hide his flaws. Oh, so he wore he wore he wore the disguise wig. Ooh, cool. When he when he wore the cool what fucking disguised wig. Awesome. When he goes out with that hat on. Though he looks horrible. Howard said he's pretty good at looking decent most of the time. Howard said Beth told him that her legs were hurting so bad, too much until the end of the race. Howard Uh said he saw one guy go down. Robin said one guy did collapse and die at the end of the race. (laughs) Howard said it was probably the guy he saw. Robin said there were two others that had heart attacks and they're in the hospital now. Howard said running 26 miles is insane. Um, So, yeah. So she was very, she made sure that the memory was commemorated, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, she's not on the show. She is running it for charity. She made more money than Robin doing Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. She made sure she was seen after the race it was properly com- uh, commemorated. Even Eric got in the VIP to be able to see it, which, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And then she felt so much pain, and that was the yeah. end. Right. But Robin's able to go to work, not in pain, not even, like, even, you know, no way. Just no way. And, for- and forgets her medals. Yeah. Or yeah. forget your metal. Yeah. So guys, we hope you've enjoyed this saga. We're sorry it to go off. It goes off in a little uh in a wisp, but much like the fifteen foundation, we were not gonna make this go fifteen episodes, although that would have been numerically perfect. Um we guys, uh, I'm any- sorry we have to close this down. Yes, we hope um, we've we wanna done it we wanna thank all the pro bono QFers out there and <laughs> And the sponsors as well. Yes, <laughs> well, it was a ride, quite a ride. 
Yes. And guys, we hope you enjoyed that one. We hope we did it justice and uh, hopefully it uh, inspires you to make your own podcast and do um, other such grifting fucking exposés. Because one of the first QFers that got on, he messaged me immediately and said, are you guys going to do the Robin 15 Foundation? Because he wanted to do a whole special on that, like a whole write up on it. And I go, whatever we get, you're more more than happy to use whatever info we can find. I have no problem with that. It'll be just like when Beth wrote, oh, my dog and used every single source to and as her own you know material you know it's um, such a it's such a grift that it could be a netflix series except for a netflix series i don't think would do it justice i think no. that you need to parse this through and it, as many episodes as this has taken yes. you need this detail because then yeah. you can go back and listen mm-hmm. <laughs> to just how absurd Yes, and we put a vote up on uh, Facebook, and we put a vote up on uh, Patreon as well. We hope you guys join that. Um, it's more than worth it. You're going to get for two fifty a month minimum. Uh, if you use the whiskey sobbing computer board level, you'll get all the Sunday episodes, which will be on Patreon, uh, and then you're going to get uh, access to fifty uh, percent of the extra bonus weekly episodes we put out every month. Yeah, go for the Black Kluge level, guys. It's even better. It's five bucks a month. You're going to get access to the thirty-two episodes we have in the archive that aren't available to the whiskey sobbing computer board level. It's really worth it. And we're talking it's about 50, 60 hours sweet. of material. It's really good shit. And the next saga, the, the votes are in. The next saga will be the Hurricane Sandy saga. So we can't wait to get on that. Oh, yeah. And thanks for voting, guys. Join the Facebook page if you haven't. You can definitely have more input then. Yep. So take care, guys. We love you. Bye. I want children. Oh, no. (laughs) Can you stop this? I'm going to poke a hole in all your rubbers tonight. (laughs) Oh, you fuck. I want to have the Stern Empire. Can't we stop talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) I pray this is Grandma Stern. (laughs) (laughs) I pray I want another grandson. Grandma Stern, how are you? I know you got hit by a car and died. Are you talking from heaven? Are you talking to me from heaven? Oh, Miss Sugar, I'm (laughs) stuck (laughs) up (laughs) here.